Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On a Saturday! It's all even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Megaphone as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. I'm all over the place, man. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Make sure you tell that friend to tell another friend and tell her girlfriend that the page is growing. Claw. Yo. What's going on, my man? Shit. How's your week? Fantastic. Anything interesting? Uh, A few things. Okay. Yeah. Dive into it. This is a podcast. I can't swim. <laughs> okay, so you can't swim in between somebody's oh, oh, yeah, relax, bro. This is a family show. I'm just asking. I need you to chill out. But uh yeah, no, everything's cool. I'm alive. You're still here. Okay, cool. Yeah. You breather? Any drug mm-hmm. paraphernalia over over the week? Not on my watch. Okay, cool. Thanks. Freaky Fang is here. I can swim. I I I'm not asking. <laughs> I'm not asking. How's your week? Magnificent. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What'd you do? You never have asked me that. Why are you asking me now? Because I think I care this week. Don't. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Phil! <laughs> How, you How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, you look good. Thank you. I know you had a nice dinner with family. Yeah, it was great, you know? Yeah. Pre-Father's Day? Right. Bye. So that, does that mean that you're not going to do anything for Father's Day because nobody cares? I'm hoping to not do a goddamn thing. That that's another thing too. Like I I would love to do absolutely nothing. I like wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything. Be able to have like like no responsibility. I I want to wake up and not be able to do anything. Like just do nothing. Right. So I just want to tell the kids like yeah yeah you know I'm here. Right. Uh, Daddy's here, but I'm not anything. really here. Right. I'm gonna play video games. Right. And chill. Just I'm just the wife, the wife yeah. is with it. Like, just yeah, pretend. It. Just yeah. pretend I'm like a picture. Right. Where it's like, oh, daddy's there, hey, but the I'm not really, yeah. The best gift is pretending like you're not a father. For the exactly. Day, 100%. Or maybe you can say, listen, we're going to play a game today, kids. You're going to tell mommy that daddy's really not here. Right. Daddy's right? on vacation. Exactly. So I'm invisible, but I'm not really invisible. Mommy's daddy today. Rax. Rax. That's a good one. Go ask your mother. Yeah, go ask your mother. Exactly. That's everything. Everything for the rest of the day. That's a good. That's a good strategy. Maybe I could tell Roman that, and he could look at me and be like, "No, that's not. Happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna happen." Or you could just everybody leave the fuck alone. I, you can't. Yes, you can. You I, can't, bro. I do it all the time. All right. Well, you're an abusive father. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> maybe, maybe they need to have another conversation with you. Know, you. It I don't doesn't know. even have to be said anymore. Yeah. What? I don't have to say it anymore. 
It's like, oh, to it's leave like you alone? on my face. They just know, like, all right. Also, but I mean, you're in the house with women, so they kind of know your moods, right? Yeah. He gave me the look. Right. Oh, I got the look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, so, yeah, that, that works for you. But at the same time, it works in reverse. It does work in reverse. So, like, when they give you the look, you know not to mess with them. No. I do what I want. Okay, so you don't you don't follow rules the for them. The, I'm the man of the house. Okay, see? See how <laughs> that, that sounds like dictator to me. That, that's Freaky that fame, like. McTate. Exactly. That, that doesn't sound too good for me. Rabbit hole. Yeah. The uh, the triple Bs is here. The real triple Bs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. No Laval Ball here. Nah, 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 nah. Triple Bs is here. What's going on, y'all? What's going on, man? Yeah. The, the the dude in the in the NSYNC jean uh jacket suit <laughs> I got I got beef with him okay I got beef oh, with him man. I haven't seen him in mad long and now he want to pull up to my pod just randomly right I invited you and then two more people show up you see how that happens I don't appreciate that see bring him out you should have told me that you had plus two you didn't tell me that I, I'm not expecting see that this is the thing with, with with black people is I I invite you and then there's like nine other people that show up this is not a basketball court, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not a basketball court. Yeah, we're going we to go shoot some ball. All of a sudden, we got a, we got a full court to play. Yo, we need two. Right. <laughs> we need two. Like, yo, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> Get here. Yo, I got next. Right. <laughs> they, right? They, and they, that's they, what happens, right? You, you Nine people show up, right? And then the people that was hiding in their cars say, oh, they got a full. They got a full out there. Now they're going to go. Yeah, yeah, we got next. We got next after next. Yeah. I got a whole team with me. Yeah, I, don't, I hate that. That's why I stopped playing ball outside. I don't, I don't, I don't like that type of atmosphere, bro. I come to play ball, and all of a sudden you see the hounds come out. He got basketball. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that, man. I don't like that. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You can, you can always think that. Okay, got you. That's fine. That's fine. But glad to see y'all. Love you guys. Um, Cole and the ones and twos, a silent assassin. How you doing? Yeah? How's your week? Thank you. Thank you, Chili. Thank you. <laughs> Did anything exciting? No? Short week? Yeah? Uneventful? Did you break any knees? No? Okay. Um, we're not going to get to you yet. Uh, you could sit there and look look, look all professional, okay? You could look all professional. <laughs> Chili and Freeze, how you doing, man? What's good? What's Listen, good? Listen, don't miss a pod. <laughs> All right, don't miss about. We missed you last week. I, I missed you so much last week that I did the news team button because you wasn't here. I heard. And you think I'm gonna do it this week because you're here? You better. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna do it. Don't worry, I'll not do, gonna it. do it. Nope. I'll do it. Oh, you'll do it. Yeah. Okay. News team. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, we got a big guest in the building, man. Round of applause. Round of applause. I, I've, I've known this man for over 20 plus years of my Sheesh. life, man. You know what I mean? Welcome to the show, head coach of the Nassau Community College Lions, Jamal Ramsey, my guy. You know what I'm saying? Lions, baby. Um, you know, we're going to talk about his story, uh, his journey, being a coach. You know, he written, he, he's written a, a book, so we're going to deep dive into that as well. Um, then we got some sports topics to get into um you know john morant's of uh, suspension has come down we're going to talk about that interesting right kyrie irving got a new sneaker deal y'all but you would never guess what it is <laughs> but i'll tell you i'll be the one to tell you um nuggets win the championship 
Right? We're going to talk about that, I guess. It's a dynasty. Yeah. Hey, relax, relax. We got we, we got covered, right? Um, free agency is heating up. Bradley Beal news. You have Damian Lillard news. Um, Jordan officially sold or is in talks to sell the, the Hornets. It's about damn time. Um, Saquon Barkley and the Giants. They're in some contract negotiations right now. They had some talks that were delayed and stalled. Now they're talking again. Um, Stephon Diggs looks like he's back with the Bills. Uh, Antonio Brown's back in the news, and I can't wait to cover it. Uh, my irrelevant news of the week. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. Now, to our guest. Jamel, like I said, um, welcome to the All Even Podcast. Welcome to the show. Jasmine, where you going? <laughs> Don't think I didn't see you. Hold on. Come back here. Come back here. <laughs> Don't try to don't try to sneak out of here like a bandit. Hi, sweetie. Yeah. My lovely girlfriend is upstairs. She she's now trying to sneak away. Yeah. You, you staying or you going? Okay, she'll she'll be she'll be back and forth, but um, yes. So, welcome to the show. You know, it's it's me. so crazy that you're here. Like life comes full circle a little bit, man. Mm-hmm. Like we went to elementary school together and had dreams of doing whatever, and now to see you where you at, you know what I'm saying? You've been at Nassau Community for a good while now, building that program. So salute to you, but. Let's kind of start from the beginning, right? Like, you played football and had a passion for playing football, but where did that come from? Did, did Was it something that was, like, somebody put you onto it? Is it something that you discovered yourself? Well, sports in, in the beginning was what my father put me into to keep us out of trouble. Absolutely. You know I'm saying? We all went to school together. Yeah. So you know what kind of environment we grew up in. Sport was something to kind of just make sure we were occupied. Right. Started with soccer, then Rosedale played for a good deal of time. Right. Then transitioned to, to baseball, where played for a good deal, and then basketball, which was like the last sport that I played in Queens before we moved. Right. So when we got to seventh grade, you know, the neighborhood that we grew up in was getting a little too crazy. Yeah. One of the neighbors that we that I grew up with, with he was older than us. He was like 14, 15, was killed in the, an elevator. Uh-huh. In the apartment complex we grew up in. So that's when my parents packed us up and we bounced. Yeah. So when we got to Elmont, it was like a culture shock. You know what I'm saying? We went to school together in, in, in Rosedale. It was like the same people. Yep. You, know, you go home, it's the same kind of people. You move to Long Island, it's a different... It's a different, different, a different animal. animal. Yep. Completely. Uh, but that culture was different. Like, football was part of the culture. Yeah. My pops, you know, Caribbean... So football was not a not an option. Right. You know what I'm saying? But when we when we were out there we were trying to, you know, re figure out what was going on, figure out friends and things like that. My moms knew that sport was gonna be something to help us kinda catch catch within the, the community. Absolutely. So that's when football started. You know what I'm so. It wasn't even something I would say I was passionate about. Yeah. It was more or less like, yo, everybody and I hate to sound like a follower, but it was what the community was about, so I fell in line with it. Um I always had like an aggression to me. I don't know if I'm just like an angry person. But <laughs> football kind of just helped me work through that. Yeah. And then from the athleticism, from playing soccer, basketball, and baseball, 
I could do pretty much everything within that those sports. So football was an easy, easy transition. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where it started. And then in high school, you know, there's lacrosse that I played in high school, which I didn't know what the heck that was. Right. When I moved out there. People running around. With and that's sticks. a Long Island thing for you to get introduced to that. Yeah. Word. Yeah. And I played for like a year and a half till I realized they could hit you with the stick. And I'm like, <laughs> nah, he's good. Good. Sit that one out. Once he caught that elbow, he was like, all right, yeah. this, yeah. Is, this, uh, this is serious. Yeah. And it was cold. I was like, nah, I can't hit you with that. I'm like, this ain't for me, bro. So, but yeah, football was something that, you know, it evolved. And when I was seventh grade, eighth grade, I was okay. Ninth grade, I was decent. Yeah. Then when I got to 10th, 11th, and then my 11th grade, yeah, I really played well. And there was an alumni that played in the NFL. He had came back, and he had, he was, like, giving, like, monies or whatever to find, like, people come in, like, recruits would come and help you get placed in different schools. Mm-hmm. But that would cost. So the, the dude that played in the NFL came back. He paid the bill for the recruiters to come and kind of place me in a different, in the schools and get interest or whatever. So I knew at that point that I was I was okay. Right. I was a decent player. Right. Um, fast forward. You know, college came about, ended up going to Virginia State my first semester. Wow. I got there, didn't love the environment. Didn't now, what, what was it What was it about the environment that, that kind of? You know, it's, the education was, was weird to okay. me. You know what I'm saying? Like, HBCU was great, great school. Yeah. But um, when I was in Elmont, it was like a diverse, it was like a diversity to it. Yeah. And when I got to the HBCU, it was like a complete opposite of the right. Mm-hmm. right. So the environment changed again. Mm. But then the football standpoint, these dudes in the South, no offense to anybody who's listening, I ain't trying to offend nobody, but they they come across like a certain caliber of football and they think of New York football as not not being right, right. Not being up to up to standards. That is true. Standard. There's a stigma to, to New like, York football. That's hundred yeah. percent. So going through that for a semester, it taught me a lot about the game, taught me about my own things I had to work through, the grit and et cetera. But my grandfather was back here in Rose in Laurelton. He was getting sick. I knew he only had a, a certain amount of years left. And he always watched me play all through high school. Right. So I transferred back home because I really wanted to get a few few seasons in where he could see me play. Right. And that's kind of where it was at when I when I arrived back home at Post. Played there for my four years, and, and that was it. Gotcha, gotcha. So after you leave Post, you know, you did play arena for a little bit, right? What yeah. was that experience like? Ah, uh, weird. That's what I could put it. It was fun, man. Like when I when I got out of post, I knew I knew for a fact that like the NFL was something that I didn't I never wanted to do. Really? Truthfully. You could talk to my head coach when I sat down my exit meeting, like I didn't have no interest into that. So was it was it something as if you never looked at it as uh uh an achievable goal or it was just something that you just really didn't care about? I think realistically, knowing that it wasn't something that was achievable, mm. definitely set, set in there as right. well. But I'm not, I'm not really one for the business half of the other game. I played the game because I, I love playing the game. I love the camaraderie. Right. I didn't really love the business behind it. Gotcha. As far as like just being another. Gotcha. And the way the NFL operates, when you get injured, you get hurt, just another. Oh yeah, it's so. a business. Yeah. So, um, but when I came out at a college. You know, agents start calling again because I played okay. I wasn't the, you know, I wasn't an all star or anything like that, but I was an all conference player. So they call, they get interest. You know, you do your pro day, you go there, you work out, yada yada. Um, and then the arena teams after the NFL draft kind of fades out, the arena teams come in and they start calling and try to find players that play college ball, whatever. So I had an opportunity. I went out to LA late for a workout, 
was really was good to go, was going to come back out in the next season and, and sign with them. Right. That team ended up folding. Mm-hmm. So that was that option was no longer. And then um, I ended up playing actually in Albany. I played Albany for about a season, and I played in Chicago for a half a season. Gotcha. So that was it. And after that, I just started coaching. So fast forward, like let's let's kind of I want to talk to you about this scenario. Say you're graduating college now, mm-hmm. right? In this particular um, time, and now you have options in regards to the XFL and all these other things. If you can put yourself in that mindset now, if you're graduating, like would the XFL be something that you would be open to mm-hmm. due to the fact that you might not think that the NFL was attainable or the fact that there would be an alternative, yeah. would that be something that you would kind of look into if, if you were an active player? Now? Definitely, because yeah. the, the the thing that you realize when you're playing as an athlete, you get like this, it's like a fire that burns in you. Yeah. Right? So if you, when you finish playing college, if you still got that flame burning, it's very hard to just transition into something else. To turn it off, yeah, yeah, in your life. Right. So these other leagues, speaking from my perspective with the arena, it was really just a chance for me to go play another few years while, right. while the fire was still burning. Right, that makes sense. It wasn't sense. about a financial, you know, making money or, you know, trying to be famous and get, I didn't care for that. It yeah. was just the, the desire that I burnt and the love that I had for the game that I wanted to try to get out in my system. Yeah. No, so, that, that makes so, a lot of sense. I like so, that. So yeah. the XFL, the XFL, the AFL, the USFL, all these leagues now are great. The CFL yeah. is really good for everything, right? It gives the, the college kids a chance to continue. For those that want to make it to the NFL, continue to work on their craft, get right. better. It's it, There's definitely a need, and it looks like from what the XFL did, at least with the fan base, they got it right. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you watch the games, the televised, the stadiums packed. The guys that are playing are able to go and move, transition into the NFL. Right. If they don't, at least they're getting paid. Right. They're getting paid a decent amount, yeah, right? I couldn't yeah. buy a good microwave with the right. money they was giving me. <laughs> Seriously. That's Crazy. It, was, it wasn't for the money, so right. it didn't matter. But right. it wasn't something that you was going to you know, make a career off. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, so you finished with Arena now. And now, obviously, you know your playing days are behind you. The fire is not there in regards to continuing to play. Was was coaching something that you always looked into or did you kind of like fall into it, right? Because a lot of times players fall into coaching mm-hmm. because they're looking for something to do post-playing, mm-hmm. right? So what was your, your particular story? How it happened. So my senior year after senior year was over, I had tore my MCL my second game of my senior year. So my MCL was torn. It's like a six, supposed to be like a six-week Yeah. My senior years, my, my grandfather had just died that year, so oh. couldn't even get to the season. Cause I, like I said in the beginning, I knew he was getting sick. Yeah. So I had dedicated my summer, I, me and my, my man, who also was like an All-American, our coach, the strength and conditioning coach, shipped us down to Atlanta to train for our whole senior year. Mm. So I'm down there. Grandfather died when I was down there. Oh. I come back, first game, second game, tore my MCL. The doc's like, you're going to be out for six weeks. I was like, nah, I can't do that. Like, I already, you know what I'm saying? Like, I sacrificed so much to even play this. I yeah. left my grandfather up here. I'm going to go ahead and just just play it out. Wow. So I sat out for, like, a week and a half. Wow. Went to, like, five doctors. All of them was like, now nah, you shouldn't do it. I'm like, I'm going to find one. It's going to say, yeah, we're going to get it rocking. Uh, somebody going to sign this. Somebody, somebody, somebody going to get it right. Dr. So, Kevorkian somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't playing. I found him. So, and I was like, the guy was like, yeah, you, you know, you got some risk here, but you know, as long as you wear this brace, 
you should be all right. So Sign this waiver. I played. <laughs> I played with the brace for like a half a game. I was like, "Fuck the brace!" Wow. Just gonna get it. So so how so so hey doc give me some of that quarters it, on how shit. did it feel in regards to playing? Shit hurt. Yeah, but it don't. I didn't, didn't matter. I don't care. Yeah, you was you was you was pushing through it. Yeah, it was pushing through it. It don't matter. Salute. So um, yeah. But um, so after the senior year was over, um, I went to the coach's office. This is before the pro day, mm-hmm. all that. I was like, look, I want to coach. Is what you mean? Because when I was hurt for those two weeks, I was out. You out there watching? I was I was in the room. Right. See, I'm a captain, so I'm in yeah, the room. I'm running my room. You know what I'm saying? My DB coach is good. He's he's like, yeah, Yo, you want to you want to? I'm like, yeah. So I'm helping out, yeah. working. I'm trying to find and figure out how I can still contribute to right. the program, even though I can't be out there. So I realized in that moment, I was like, yo, this is all right. Like yeah. I, can, I can get with this, and it worked. So when when the arena would play, arena season was when college season wasn't. So I would go play. And then once the arena was over, I go coach, and I would do that. So I did that for two years, transition back and forth. And then once I figured out, like the fire was gone from playing, I was like, I'm good. I'm, I don't want to go out here and run around and get turf burn and right. falling over the wall and leaving and being up in Albany in some hotel for the whole whatever. Right. So I'm just going to coach. Got to be eating ramen noodles for the you know what yeah, I mean? Like it, was, it wasn't. Yeah. So I went back and I started coaching, man. And uh, that year when we was just coaching. The high schools in the area started to like catch interest or whatever. So I had a opportunity to coach high school ball. Dope. And um, I remember going into the head coach's office. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go coach high school. He's like, well, for what? I was like, because it's a head coaching job. Like I, I want to go coach JV, be the head coach, do my thing. That's a terrible idea. That's what he said to you. Yeah. No wow. Issue. So it's that's gonna a, be like that's that. That's a terrible idea. I don't think you should do that. Mm. And I went. And I, you know, experienced it. <laughs> wasn't wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was but I learned. I learned. But you learned. You got. Learned, you have the. You, it's your. It's learned, your journey. It's your. It's lot, your path, bro. Learned a lot about just how to navigate with admi- uh, administration. Right. How to deal with parents. How to talk to these kids that are not, you know, college adults. Right. How to start them up from here. How to lose. You know right. what I mean? Like, because when I'm at Post, you know, if you know the tradition of Post now, that's called LIU. It's a great program. You never yeah. lose. Yeah. Like, it's, that ain't an option. It's like, yeah. you're going, so when I had a chance to go and figure out how to lose and then try to figure out how to win, you know, it was it was interesting. But I did that high school thing for like six years, transitioned back to post for a year. And then from the post, we went undefeated. I think we had the best record in, co- in the program's history. The next season, I was going to come back. I was like, I'm just going to sit here, coach the receivers. I was doing sports psychology with the athletes. I was like, I'm going to do my sports psychology, coach the receivers. Ship, Nassau called. Mm. My my position coach that I coached with and the head man, they was like, yeah, I think you should you should do it. Take the head job and we'll see. It, Nassau was at the bottom. Like, right. Some people I know Nassau. That was the one year they didn't win a game. Wow. And that that was a job. They was like, hey, you want it? I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want this job at all. Yeah. But so so what so what made you take the job? There was two young coaches there that were from post there was their first year was that year that they went mm. they, didn't, they didn't win a game and one of them I actually liked a lot like he's just something about his character he's like one of one I'm like sit down and talk to him he actually I own a gym too so we'll get into that later he was working at my gym in the meantime as he was coaching at Nassau to make some money and I got to know him I was like yo this kid's alright man I was like yo he's, he's got you can see he had the care like he wasn't trans, like he was a transformative coach. He wasn't right. transactional. He was there for the kids. He knew the game, all those things. Right. So I was like, 
nah, I don't want to do it. My wife, we were going back and forth. I was like, I don't really want to go be the head coach in no college program. You know, I was running my own business at the time right. as well. And uh, he convinced me. He was like, yo, I think if we come here, we'll, we'll win some games. So I sat down with the administration. I saw that there was a need. It was only up from fucking losing every game. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll, I'll give it a go. That's what's up. So we did that. And I've been there since, man. Those guys that I was talking about, the two guys, they both coached at Ohio State now. Wow. Yeah. I salute to them. Yeah. Salute to them. So it was, it was a, it was a good, good decision. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That's what's up, man. So, you know, after the break, we're going to go into it a little deeper because mm-hmm. I definitely want to go into, you know, the process of maturing as a coach, obviously, with you being the head man here at Nassau mm-hmm. and, you know, how, how you transition now and what is it, you know, the state of the program now and all that stuff. So we'll get into that after the break. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money for that. Flip the script podcast. Yeah, 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 we in the studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, listen. Shout out to the Old Even Podcast. My oh, man Barry oh, Grant Jr. Whoa, 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 What's up, whoa, man? Whoa, 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 whoa. What happened? What you, you, you want to say to the people? Shout out somebody else's podcast? Yeah, my niggas are joining. What's up? Oh, even. Oh, even podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this girl something. Oh, even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's up with you, man? Now, you go. Well, that's a shout out. You keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want to jump all even podcast, right? Yeah, all even. All even podcast, right? All yeah. even. Uh, That's your man. My man. Fine. All right, shout out to all even podcast. You cool? Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, he cool? Is he? he cool? Let me see. If, is he cool? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. 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 Nassau community now, you accepted the head coaching job. What was the experience when you walked onto the campus for the first time? Uh, from the kids that were there, left over? Just like everything, in regards to just the administration. It was different. Yeah. It was definitely different because at Post, it's a private school. Right. So the private school, you know, people have a lot of money. Tuition costs X amount of dollars. It's a different. It was a different environment as a whole. Uh, walking into Nassau is a public institution. Mm-hmm. Uh, two-year school, you know, they, everyone that was in there kept talking about how it was a struggle. Everything's a struggle. You know, locker rooms don't look the way they're supposed to. The weight room's not really put together the way it should be. They used to pack the equipment for practice into a van, drive it to the practice field, and unpack it. You have to walk all the way to the quad. <laughs> the game's across the street. You got to walk the kids to the game. It was it was different. Yeah. Um. Obviously, they had lost a lot of games the year before, so you know the atmosphere and the environment from the kids' perspective. You got a lot of kids that either don't trust what's going on. It's a two-year school. These kids aren't. You know, they're looking to transition. They look right. They're looking to go, they're to looking the next, to go the either D one or wherever it is. Yeah. yeah. It's not a. It's not a. You know, a four-year where you have the upperclassmen making sure the younger kids are doing what they're supposed to do. Right. Uh, coaching staff-wise, when the head man goes. Everyone goes. Wow. Right? So, aside from the two guys I was telling you, everyone else was out. Like, they would have me come and sit there and talk to these guys. But if you're not, with footballs, if if you're not from the same philosophy, if you don't understand what I'm thinking before I say it, it's, it's not, not going to work. work. Yeah, it's not going to work. So, I had to then, ret- you know, find, find coaches that, that can work with me that I either played for or coached with or knew of, et cetera. So, it was a, it was a lot of that. Um, from the administration standpoint, it was de- definitely still to this day very supportive. You know what I'm saying? Um, did everything that, that I needed as as much as they could within their budget. Right. Uh, 
and we we made some we made some good strides. The first year, I think we won like five five games, six games, six and four, right? So we we flipped it from an O in whatever O wow. ten O eleven to a six and four. The second year, we uh we won a bowl game, so I got got us to a bowl game, which was the first time going to a bowl game in some years. Wow. We got there and we won. The third year, we went back to another bowl game, which was a better bowl game in Iowa. We lost in triple overtime. Uh, the following year, I think it was COVID. The following year, we played for the Natty National Championship. We wow. lost with fucking 10 seconds left. Wow, wow. man. And then this year, it was a little bit of a downslide. We went back to six and four. So, it, you know, I think that's, was that six I just gave you? I yeah. I it was six. So, the experience from the beginning walking on campus was definitely different from post. But the I like challenges, so the challenge of trying to get the ship to get right yeah. quick yeah. was definitely something that we were able to do. And the kids there, man, like, that's what keeps me there. Yeah. They don't pay much of anything, but them kids, when you walk in there, I should call them kids. They, they, they're adults. They're yeah. young men. You know, they're looking for guidance. They're looking for structure. You know, once you get them to understand that you're there for them and you really mean the shit, right. they'll do everything they possibly can to, to have success. Right. They're buying in. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That that's like a, it's very contagious. You know, yeah. it's something that, from the coaching standpoint, is it's easy. You know, and then for them to see for the, to see them transition to their next school, you know, even if it's not Division One school, I tell these kids all the time, I don't care about what division you play for. I don't care about that. I really don't. I care that when you go to the next spot, that you don't have to pay. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if you're that's, paying that's success. You know what I'm saying? Five thousand <coughs> in state, five thousand for the year for for a year. Right, five thousand a year before tap Pell, all that stuff is counted. A lot of these kids that come that are from the inner city or from Long Island, from wherever in the state, they end up they really don't pay for nothing while they're right. at Nassau. And if I'm able to, if you're able to earn yourself another two years of tuition free school and get your degree, I'm good with that. Salute to you. And, and the thing is, I think, you know, the the information and the knowledge has to be told to these kids from early we're talking about pop wanted that success if you don't go d1 mm. it's not the end of the world mm. right football you can be able to still find your way no matter what your path is mm. right like we've seen a lot of success stories of undrafted guys have success wherever in the nfl or you know whatever whatever they're going <coughs> but you know it was always when we grew up you know, there was a lack of information, right? Yeah. Of it's either D1 or nothing. It's either you got to go here or you got to find something else to do. Yeah. Like now they, these kids have to understand that from an earlier age so that they have more options mm -hmm. so that they'll be able to not put all their eggs in one basket mm -hmm. and say, if I don't go here, it's over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think, I think also for me, it's the D2 experience playing it. It's college football. That's just, yeah. It ain't. It ain't no walk in the park. It's still intense. It's still, it's yeah. still competitive. It's definitely still. You know, it may not be like the Ohio State's, like right. the Power Five schools, right? But I'm sure for it, like the one double A's, the FCS level schools. Oh, it's, le it's legit. We, we're not not too far away from that. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? So that that's another thing that I, that I tell the young men is like, even if you play D two, you if your aspirations, your dreams is to make it to that next spot. It's doable. You still got a shot, yeah. You know and even if you come from the D three programs, where still you see these shot. powerhouse D three schools that do well, NAIA, which right. people don't even really talk about, right. the Midwest conferences, and these kids go D one, not don't go D one. They right. play there and they still get a shot. Absolutely. Um, if 
But outside of football, man, it's like, for me, it's just about transforming these young men and just showing them that there's more to it than just playing the game. Right. Like, when you get here, take care of your academics. Right. I don't care if you, you know, not an A-plus student. Just go to class, man. Right. Understand what your professor's trying to teach you and then also network while you're here. Because that's, that's really the beauty of school. The educational piece is important, obviously, but who you meet and what you're around and how you formulate those relationships, that's what's going to be able to help you in the future. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, for me, sitting here with y'all is is, is dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, these are relationships that I formed through edu- through my education. Facts. Right? You know what I'm Facts. saying? They ain't even got nothing to do with college or nothing like that, but I, I met y'all through school. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is these are these are friendships, these are things that that really resonate more than any winning season, any touchdown, any championships. You know, once you get those things, those shits don't even matter, man. Nah, respect. They really don't. Definitely. Yo, salute to you, bro. Like for you to be able to get that job and build this program, man. Like that's that's a testament to your passion, your care for these for these young men, mm-hmm. what you call them? Like they're not kids, they're young men, and the fact that they put their trust in you because they see the person that you are, mm. right? They believed in you before you even believed that you could be able to do the job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's because they saw that character in you. So, like I said, bro, salute to you, man. It takes it takes a special dude to build something from the ground up mm-hmm. and be you, able to maintain that. You yeah, know I'll what tell mean? you this too, man. I, I don't want to say I, I want to make sure I answered your question. Like when I first started. You know, they'll definitely met doubt, right? Yeah. My first time being the head coach at a college. Right. I didn't have too much of a blueprint to follow. You know what I'm saying? I, I obviously lean on some of the guys that I consider to be mentors to help me with some guidance and stuff. But as you go through it from year one to year two to year three, all the things, all the pitfalls, all the, the negative things, the things that don't go your way, just learn from them shits, man. Yep. Like, all right, cool, I got that. Next year we're going to do it this way. All right, cool, now I got it. Next year we're going to try to do it this way and you just continue to, to get better from it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, I hope, nah, I, I hope I answered your question. Nah, you did, you did, you definitely did, man. You definitely did. You're not like you're not like freaky fan that doesn't answer questions. Uh, <laughs> you just don't, but, like, you just don't like my answers, huh? You just don't like my. I answers. think that's exactly what it is. I, you know, you do answer the questions in a timely fashion, but what comes out, pause, um, is just, it's just not acceptable. <laughs> but listen, you know, we're gonna go ahead and transition. That, you know, you wrote uh Pretty much a what a handbook you want to call it workbook, workbook. Yeah. um the mindfulness workbook for athletes and um you know where can they find this Amazon Barnes and Nobles those are the two platforms I'm on now um if you follow me on Instagram Cerebral Sports you can definitely order it from there or you send me a DM and I can ship some out to you guys but the the book itself it's an easy read right yeah. so I was I was telling you guys during the break. It's not really a book per se where you sit down and you have to you know read chapter by chapter. Every day it's a, it's a it's a check in with your mental. Right. It's a lot of things that athletes go through mentally. You know, anxiety, the stresses, the depressions of losing. You know, the worries of not having the success that you need. Different guided meditations and things like that that are in the book that hopefully can resonate to all athletes and have them kind of tap in with their own mental. But that's a big piece that I I like to focus on the X's and O's. I got offensive guys that do that. I got defensive guys that do that. I worry about my my players' mental state. Oh no, nah, that's that's season, that's a hundred percent, man. I think I think that's a great approach. So, like, with this being something, like, what it, what inspired you to actually put this together? Um, back in twenty fourteen, when I was coaching high school, like, I couldn't understand these kids, man. I was like, I don't get it. Like, something something was off. Yeah, like, it, I wasn't wasn't connecting the way I thought 
thought I could. So I went back and I started studying. You know, I went back and got my master's degree in sports psychology. And the reason I did it was because I was just trying to see the science behind what makes athletes go. Right. So as I did that, I realized throughout my study, and I'm like, yo, there's a void here where we all talk about the mental game. Like, you always hear that, even on TV. Yeah, mentally, they're mentally weak, mentally tough. How many people practice their mental game? How much? You go out there for basketball. You go there and shoot hoops all night. Get get 200 shots up a day. Cool. And then you get into the game. It's mental. How much mental work did you put in in a week? Right. Most of these kids ain't put shit in. Yeah. Most of these coaches ain't put shit in. Right. Most of these parents don't know shit. So study the science behind to understand what gets them to tick, and then you get them rolling. And then when they have their missteps, you go back and you focus on what it is mentally that they want to check in on. But it's something that needs to be worked on. If mentally, mental, if sports is 90% mental, you got to spend 90% of your time figuring that out. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's the real inspiration behind it. But nowadays, you're starting to see it more. Like you turn on TV, you watch the NBA Finals, they're talking about the mental game. Oh, yeah. In college, the Power Five schools, they have sports psychologists in the building. On deck now, yep. Right? But now, how do you resonate with those that don't have those things? I decided to write a book so people who don't have the resources for $10, at least you got to start. You know so, what? Start. Yeah. You got to send this book to the Grizzlies. Relax. <laughs> All right? You got to relax. All right? Because you, 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 listen, we're not there yet. All right? We're not there yet. We can talk about it. Well, we're not there yet. That's good. But just save it a little bit. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Simmer down now. Simmer down now. <laughs> so good, but nah, so that, that, that is a, that's a good thing, man. I, I just gotta, I gotta clap it up for you, man. Clap it up for you. Like you, what you're doing right now, you're really preparing these, these young men for life mm. outside of sports. You know, this is gonna help them mentally prepare for the, the the ebbs and flows of their lives. Like, you know, tragedy is going to be there. Adversity is going to be there. You know, loss of job or whatever it is, you got to be prepared. You got to be mentally prepared for mm-hmm. what can be coming, right? And, you know, a lot of people aren't aren't equipped for that. You know, whether they're... I, I've, you know, being a parent, I've figured this out as I'm watching my son grow is that, you want to protect your kids so much, right? But sometimes you go overboard with protection that you shield them from life, mm-hmm. right? That you don't, you know, you always hear parents say, I don't want you to struggle like I did. I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. I believe that there needs to be some type of struggle. Now, you don't, you don't, might not necessarily have to struggle financially like how our parents or whatever grew up, right? How we grew up, but there still needs to be some resistance where you're you're facing some adversity quickly, right? So you can be able to kind of figure it out and be prepared and have that armor so when things do happen, you're not breaking down yeah. and you have no resources to be able to help yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, you know, that's something that I've instilled into my son. You know, he's autistic, but I push him to do things independently. Mm-hmm. Like, daddy's not always going to be here for you. Mm-hmm. You got to do things for yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mommy's not always, like, you have to learn how to do things by yourself. Just because you might have something going on with you that you're different, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you can't do things. Absolutely. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a hard thing to do for a parent. Yeah. Man. I mean, everybody in the room, for the most part, have right. kids. So, 
you know, we all definitely trying to do everything that our parents did for us and then then some. Right. But also this environment that we now live in is not like what we grew up. Absolutely not. So yeah. it's, a, it's a whole nother layer of caution that we have that we put out there to make sure that we protect. Right. Um, but to be real with you, man, there's different struggles in life that we go through. Right. And I think the mental half of it is what helps us navigate all of it. Absolutely. Right. So if, if you're able to have communication with your kids, and this is to everyone who's, who's listening, you always want to make sure that line of communication is open. Right? Yep. Because you don't ever want to not know what the hell's going on. Exactly. Yep. And then you try to figure it out because of, you know, whatever way you were brought up, maybe you don't tell them or show them the love that they need. Just make sure that you check, check in and tap in. That's what athletes, your kids, everybody, man. Absolutely. You know Great message. Great message, man. Life bars. Yeah. What do you say? Life bars. Life bars. Life bars. I love it. Love it. Well, Mr. Freaky has been waiting for this, obviously. And Chili's laughing, so... You know, how much time we got to go? Okay, so I guess we can we can get into it. You guys ready? This is for you, Chili. You matter. This is for you, my man. If I'm going to do this, I'll need my news team at my side. It's back. News team! Assemble! News team! Assemble! Free Fang has gone ahead and let the cow out of the bag, right? So we have to talk about it. Got to talk about it as pod. John Morant suspension has come down, right? It's official. Twenty five games for John Morant, and that was close. A lot. You were close. A lot of people are talking about it. Was it too much? Was it too little? Is it a fair amount? But that's not even my issue. It's not my issue. My issue is not the suspension. I I I have some issues with the the, the length, obviously, right? Pause. Hey yo, what the fuck? But yeah, that was that was wild. Wow. That was wild. I, listen, I don't know how there was there was there was no way to phrase that. All right, there was no way to phrase that. Relax. The duration. Right? Duration. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. But so I'm so. The duration of the suspension, right? We can we can discuss, right? But what made me upset was the fact that Adam Silver himself said that, oh no, no, no. We're gonna wait. We're gonna wait until after the NBA finals because we we don't wanna take any any press away from the NBA finals. Newsflash, the NBA finals was over very quickly, right? Nobody watched it. <laughs> and you could have broke this news and people still wouldn't have cared. Because if this is the big news that you was waiting to break, you could have broke this already. 25 games, this is what we wait for? 25 games? Deshaun, Come on now. Deshaun Watson got more comments. Bro! <laughs> think about it. Hey, Miss half what? Half, damn it, half a season. season. That's what, that's like granted, granted. Yeah, he sat out. Then, right, he sat out the year, and he sat out twelve man. games or yeah. ten games or whatever it was. Yeah. So he sat out. He sat out. He was a fair share. Fuck Adam Silver. I mean, listen, listen. You want to say what you want to say because you you you're who you are. You go ahead, right? <laughs> but my issue is also, it looks like a slap on the wrist. It does. It's not illegal what he did, right? It's not illegal. So everybody who's like, oh, well, I don't understand what the big deal is. It's not illegal what he did. 
It's a moral issue. It's a image issue. If I work for a Fortune 500 company, right, and they have certain bylaws or whatever it is, certain sponsors and certain investors that are coming in here and they're spending big dollars, and I'm doing something embarrassing that's going to affect the bottom dollar, whatever their decision is to be able to punish me or whatever it is, right, that's their business because you have to maintain image. Sometimes an image is all a business really has. And once that goes to shit, it's very hard to recover that. It's very hard to kind of get that back. It'll always be that. That's how people is always going to look at it. It's always going to be a tarnished product. Like Spirit Airlines. Like Spirit Airlines, exactly. Like, did you see that picture? <laughs> you saw that video of the, of the girl? She's hugging the guy in the seat. No. Like, they're sharing a seat. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. How big are the seats? Bro, it's a regular seat. Damn. She's literally, like, they literally hugged up and, and, uh, and sleeping. And the dude next to them is just like, it's just Spirit Airlines, bro. Did they have to pay for I, I don't know the details. I don't know the details. Was it buy one, get one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, I'm, probably, take, like, I'm taking this bitch with me. I don't care. Bro, he probably, <laughs> he probably snuck on the plane. As long as they both can fit in the same seatbelt, they good. He probably <laughs> snuck on the plane, bro. They're they not, they not checking. She going to earn this trip. But, what I'm, but that's the thing. It's like, it's not morally wrong. Or it's morally wrong. It's not. It's not. It's it's not illegal. It's not a crime, and people are like, "Oh, well, I don't understand." Like, yo, the image of the NBA is everything. You have kids that look up to John Morant. You are an inspiration to your kids, to your young men, right? You do not want them to go out there and do something that embarrasses the program because at the end of the day, it looks bad on the head coach, right? Well, the NBA is kind of like the same thing. You are our poster child. You are one of the faces of our league. You sat down with me. You told me that you weren't going to do this again. And you turned around a few months later and did the same thing again. You're now putting me in a situation where I have to do something drastic. And, a, and how I was raised, and we can talk about it, a suspension is a deterrent. If I suspend you, it's a message that I'm sending. Whatever suspension I give you, it's to send the message to everybody else that if you do this, this is what's going to happen. If I give you a slap on the wrist, who? why would anybody care about doing anything now, right? About flashing guns on IG or doing... If all you're going to get is 25 games where it's not even the Heart of your season. It's not even the 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 all-star game yet. Still got the full season of playoffs to go play. So where's <laughs> the punishment? Well, I think I think the punishment is uh that they're trying to inflict is that they're messing up his money. The man's making forty million dollars and he's gonna lose seven point six million dollars. It's like two dollars to the and, tax right and, off. Like, That's the, a tax write-off, bro. First time he did it. Was worse than the, the second time, and he only got eight games or whatever it was. The first <laughs> time, stuck under the rug because he actually traveled across state lines with a weapon. Well, I mean, they investigated that they they, they couldn't find anything, so Let's you can't you can't spread narratives if they, if they didn't find anything. Let's be serious, bro. Is I'm it just, just I'm just saying? Free is it just the suspension, or do they have something in place like a mentorship program? That that's what they need. That is the other thing too. So there's 25 games, right? But there's also things that he has to. 
adhere to. There's certain things that he has to do right. And it's not even communities. It's whatever they, and if they feel that he hasn't fulfilled his, you know, requirements, then the suspension may last longer. So it's like a tentative 25 games. They have run all testament to him. Metal World Peace is a different guy now. That's the, it's not run all test no more. But. I, if you don't want to give him the whole season, I'm not. I'm. I'm not opposed to that, right? I, I'm. I'm. I don't want to give him the whole season. I said that's fifty all, games. That's All Star Weekend. Fifty games was was acceptable for me because fifty games hurts, right? Yeah. You get suspended for fifty games. That's a lot of money that you're losing. So we're talking and we about we pick him, huh? And we pick him. And yeah, yeah I would. Yeah. I would. I would suspend him. <laughs> I would suspend him the back end, no, the back fifty. But you gotta understand, him being suspended also messes with the NBA's money. Facts. So no, it does. So of course they're not gonna lay their hammer down on him because they still gotta make their bread. Yeah, Which they, is they're not selling no jerseys. Yeah. Oh, no pun wow. right, bars, bars. But that was good. That was actually good. I just don't understand the concept of what he was doing. Like, right. We all been around people, you know, good, bad, whatever. I've been around bad people, pretty frequent. I've never seen anybody just pull out a gun just for the and that's and that's what we're gonna go into that's further the part because that I can't it's, I, I can't wrap my mind. He's not, because he's he's not that. But I get yeah. I, I get it. But yeah. even after the first time, it's like all right, cool. Yeah. Now you're gonna do it. Like what are we doing? Right. What what that's that's the kind of conversation I would have if I were like sitting down with him as a right. coach. Like, what exactly? What are you? What are you trying <laughs> to do? Like, these young, it's, it's a new culture out here, though. Like, yeah, look, like look at Mikey Williams. Like, look at, like, yeah. this is all across the board now. Like, this is what's in. Like, these kids, like, just walking around. Like, I got it. I got it. Like, okay. Yeah. So music, yeah. I was gonna say that. Like you think about like Eminem back in the days, like oh no, we can't have this guy, we can't put this music on the radio. He's talking about this, talking about that. Like it's the same thing, bro. Like it's still going on today. Uh, it's just the concept to me is I just don't. Yeah, know I get you. It. I get you. After the break, we're gonna talk more John Morant. The cigar Jensen gals want to give a shout out to my boy Barry for all even podcast. Keep doing your thing, bro. Killing it. Welcome back, y'all. John Morant. Suspended 25 games. So I want to ask the room. You were Adam Silver. How many games would you give him? Claw. Uh, I would have given him 50, but I had to pick him. I said that before. Okay, so 50, but you would select the games. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Pre-Fang? Um, after All-Star weekend. Yeah, how many games? Fuck it. Give him the whole season. Okay, so you're you're going the whole season. Yeah. Phil, Phil, what you got? So you're going 50? What about you, KB? Okay, you're going all season. Nicole, you know the story. What would you give the, the kid? 
full season. So we got a lot of full seasons. Mel, what about you? I would do fifty. You go fifty. Free Fang, uh, I mean, uh, excuse me, Chili. You had you had the closest number. Um, yeah. I think I said thirty or something like that, yeah. right? So you still go? You still sitting with that? So not for nothing, like eighty-two games. You can give him the season, okay? Just so he'll learn his lesson. So, so we, so okay. So every a lot of us in this room think that full season would have been the deterrent, right? To be able to tell people, this is the NBA, this is the image that we have to, that we want to maintain, we want to upkeep. If you do some knucklehead shit, this is what's going to happen to you, right? I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think that's, that's a good thing. But I also, I also want to, I want to deep dive a little bit into the mind of a John Moran, right? Now, I had said on a previous podcast, Mel, that... Sometimes you have to look at a timeline for a particular athlete, right? Because everybody's path is different. John Morant grew up in a middle-class family. He didn't grow up in the slums, right? But a lot of people like to criticize. A lot of people like to criticize um, his parents, right? Saying that, oh, he got... um, he got the guidance or whatever it is. He should have got the guidance. Blah, blah, blah. But a lot of us grow up in a home where our parents are there, but they don't necessarily give us game about everything. They don't give us game about financials or how to save some parents. Like there's a lot of kids that don't get everything from their parents, right? So let's just say, for example, he didn't get that. He didn't get that type of information from his parents. Where is he getting it from? He didn't get it from anybody. So he's a kid that wasn't highly recruited in high school. Goes to college. He's not one of the the big prospects to go into the draft, right? He's not one of the well touted kids to be the the one of the, the the big the big guys coming out. And then all of a sudden, here comes the meteoric rise, right? So he goes from having nothing. To being one of the faces of the NBA in a matter of three seasons, three and a half seasons. Now you're two hundred plus million dollars up. That in itself is a lot to deal with. Mm-hmm. That in itself is a lot to manage. From you going from nothing to now two hundred plus million dollars up, and you have this circle of people around you that may be in that lifestyle that the music is dictating or whatever it is, you really don't know who you are. Right? Mm -hmm. Let's think about this. Like, he's a kid that didn't have the time to figure out who he is as a person. Mm. And he already has 200 plus million dollars in his bank account. That's a recipe for disaster. So your particular handbook, it would make sense for him Mm. to be able to understand what he needs from a mental aspect to figure this out. He's learning on the fly. And he's learning the hard way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So The thing I understand is, like, if you watch his pops is at every every goddamn game. Yeah. Pops is there parlaying, chilling with everybody, like, 
you would think after the first time it's possible. Like, man, son, you need to chill out, bro. Like, you wild. I get it, but there's different levels of support, right? There's different levels of support. Like, there's, I'm going to be there. But there's also the... What's she looking at? Yo, bro. I'm ready to run, son. Yeah, she's staring at somebody. She good? She looks like she's about to pounce, bro. You good? Yeah. Yo, nah, she ain't good. She all right. Yeah. <laughs> she's all right. Yeah, so, she had the it look. <laughs> so there's different levels of support. There's, there's I'm going to be there at the game, right? But there, and there's that fatherly support. Yeah. I don't the, really the fa- know. The father, though, if you watch him at the games, it looked like they got a real, like, friendship. Yeah. Yeah, right, it's more of a homie type of situation. Yeah, not, the optics, if, if if we're looking at the optics the right way at least, it don't seem like there's a lot of corrective behavior or guidance coming from that perspective. Right. After after the first after the first mess up, I know for me, my pops. Yeah. It, it wouldn't be. It'd be curtains. Yeah. Yeah. Curtains. yeah. Facts. Same thing with a lot of people around you know, in this room. You know what I'm saying? It's it's so for him. I mean, listen, my thing is, I hope that he learns his lesson. This is a chance for him to be able to take a reset, understand what's going on, see the the tea leaves, and really drink it in. Pause, right? Yeah, get it together. <laughs> but also deal with the pressures and the stresses. Yes. Because I think that is definitely... Yeah. I hope the NBA does have something in place. Right. Because yeah. clearly he's not handling the pressure well. Mm-hmm. He's not. And it's, 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 it's reflecting back on his behavior on social media. Mm-hmm. Because he already said it. He's like, you know, you got to find ways to be able to handle the stresses of his life differently. I believe that statement to be true. I think it's cap, bro. Everything else could be could be, could be be cap. I mean, but I believe that to be true, bro. I don't get that. I mean, good. Yo, you got it on you. You got it on you. Like, that's your thing. You might have got pressed before. You scared of getting lined. Your man might have got lined or whatever. And you're living like that. Then cool. That's your choice. But flashing it is what the problem is. Right. right, and that's it. But Claude, you're, you're you're talking about a kid that doesn't understand that this is not acceptable when everybody around him is doing it. Right, he doesn't have the mentally like a lot of times we have to kind of take ourselves out of it. Right, mm-hmm. if you're a mentally strong person, you're not going to be able to understand somebody who doesn't have that type of capacity that you do. Right. So for you, it's like I can't, I can't get it. For him, he has that gun because it's like that's that's who I'm around. That's the culture. It's acceptable everywhere I go. Everybody's telling me that this is a good thing, right? So why is this not a good thing everywhere else? Mm-hmm. He can't understand that what he's doing is not the right thing to do. I'm John Morant. I'm supposed to be able to go any places I want to do. Things that I can be able to do. I'm not, hey, I'm not doing anything illegal. You heard people say that. Yo, it's not a crime. It's not a so you have those enabling people in your ear mm-hmm. telling you that you're not doing anything wrong. Bro, if he, you don't have the capacity to understand that at that moment, you're gonna believe that. You know, you know that's 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 BS. Most of us in here know that's BS. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He need to he needed to be one of the kids that like shoot themselves in the leg to get to the point of court. All right, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Like yeah, plaques, plaques. Plaques. Moving on. We're going to move on. 
Plex, Plex made right. sense to me. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense when he shot himself, but right. he was in the club. He's in the situation. Exactly. Right. He's but, in a situation he where he's in New York. He's a right. high-profile athlete. I get that. This is not for us to yeah, get. Like this were, is, I think well, they were in the car playing yeah. music. Dun, 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 dun. It's different. And you let the hammer His man smacked the phone like, hey. You can't say it's the people around him, right? Because the people around him like, yo, what are you doing? Right. And they put the phone there. Right. Nah, like, I can still they, say it's people right. around him. Didn't his man get banned too? So. Yeah, I'd be like, nah, what you doing, bro? Like, put the phone down. Yeah, exactly. We had a like, yo. What's going exactly. on? Right. Like, you ready? You just got jammed up for this already, man. What are we doing? I think exactly. he banned his man from the games, too. Yeah. Yeah. What you got on this? They all young, bro. That's it. They all young. They, they all young. Like, a lot of people have to realize that we're not talking about a 34-year-old man. Kids. This is a 23-year-old kid. He has two hundred plus million dollars in his bank account. Like, yo, if we twenty three and two hundred plus millions in, we gonna do some stupid shit too. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Like, we go, we gonna be driving Lambos in places that we not supposed to be driving Lambos hundred miles an hour. Like, we'll do that. We'll do that. Hammer boot through a bill, y'all. <laughs> Hammer boot through a bill. I want to pay them pants. In a time where you don't, you couldn't even believe to blow through a bill. I didn't know he had a bill. Bro, he was off of one record? I had no idea. You bugging. Sex, drugs, and money. <laughs> Dude, he was the biggest thing on the planet, son. On planet Earth. When you have a Barbie. When you got a Barbie, son. My sister had that shit. Come on, bro. I had that. I had it. Wait, what? I had it, son. Why? Yo, I had a I had a big sister. We was we we was playing. Yo, wait, yo, because you had a big sister, you had to have. Bro, she had her Barbies. I had my hammer doll. So you had Barbies. I had a hammer doll. You had Barbies. You want to call it what you want to call it? Call it. You call it a Barbie. Yeah. 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 It, Mattel made it. It's a Barbie. It's a Barbie. Yeah. I had Transformers. Wasn't a Barbie. Good, good, kudos to you, bro. <laughs> You're great. You're great. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> The Denver Nuggets won the championship. Uh, yeah, I have to give him respect. Come on. Come on. As long as Miami didn't win, bro. That was that. Give him respect. Denver Nuggets win the championship. The the one thing I want to say is, does this team look like a team no. that can win a championship or not even like multiple championships? Do they look like a dynasty? No. No? So you think this is a one-off? Yeah. I, I hope it is. Mel said he hopes it's a one-off. What other team is going to stop him? Hmm? What other team is going to stop him? I, I agree with you. I think the West is not as strong as it used There's to no, be. What team's going to stop him? All the strong teams are in the East right now. You think you think Miami was the strong? I mean, obviously they got out of the East, but that was not the best team no. in the East. Bro. No, no, it wasn't. They just hit their stride when they when they needed to. I don't think the best team in the East could have taken them down. Really? I think Denver Denver this year, I, this is one thing I'll give them. Right, A lot of people are throwing shade at their path to the championship that they – they didn't beat nobody crazy, right? They beat they beat the um they beat the Wolves, they beat Phoenix, they beat the Lakers, and then they beat the Miami Heat. All of those teams, the highest seeded team was the Phoenix Suns at four. Mm-hmm. Wolves were eighth, mm-hmm. Lakers were seventh, mm-hmm. and the Miami Heat were eighth. But they were first though. 
they were first. But what I'm saying is that they didn't play any top seeded teams. Yeah, yeah, I got you. But they, they played, so so they so had people are throwing shade, but you have to play who's in front of you, right? right? It doesn't really matter. That's not your decision yeah. to be able to see who you're playing. Now, the one thing that I can say about them is that they had a team that was they were virtually unbeatable because of how they played, mm-hmm. right? They weren't a team that it was just top-heavy with two superstars and you relied on these two guys to be able to bring you through, right? You've seen multiple games where Jokic struggled, where Jamal Murray struggled, and then KCP would have 13 points in the quarter. Aaron Gordon in that in that clinching game, twenty he had 27 points. 27 points. He missed three shots. And this is Aaron Gordon we talk about. This is not no superstar player. Mm-hmm. You have Bruce Brown come off the bench with 21. Those things are, is what let them win this championship is that you can be able to have a game plan for the superstars, but the role players got you. Facts. And it reminded me of the Dallas Mavericks in 2011. They had a team that it didn't matter what you did. They had J.J. Barrett come off the bench and, and giving you buckets. They had Sean Marion giving you buckets. They had Jason Terry giving you buckets. They had still had Dirk giving you buckets. They had Jason Kidd giving you They had so many dudes throwing at you that it didn't matter what you did. Didn't matter what you did. And that's why I think that they have a chance to possibly, within the next four years, probably get the three finals. They have a chance. Are they going to win? I don't know, but they have a chance to be able to solidify this little run here and really maybe maybe have themselves a little mini dynasty for a little bit. Because Jokic right now, Jokic right now is the best. He's the best player in the league. He is. He's the best player in the league. No matter if people want to debate that, that's fine. He's the best player in the league right now. When you got the best player in the league and he can have a trash night and everybody else does they That's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem, bro. When your two players can play so poorly... In the game five, and you beat Miami by double digits. It's not the fact that they won the game by two or three points. They beat them by double digits. In game four, and then they won what? It won by five in in, in the clincher, or whatever it was, and played an ugly game. So they have a chance that they can be able to keep each other, uh, keep the team together and stuff. But shouts to Jokic, great player. You know, the fact that he didn't really care about the MVP trophy, left it. Left it somewhere in the locker room, and then he found it. Then he was like, "Listen, I'm trying to go home." Then he pulled up to the parade and said, "I like the parade. <laughs> it's all right, man. I mean, this is cool." K- KCP with them beers. Yo, KCP was going. He was in. Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was with going this. in. Like Mike Malone was sauced. Aaron Gordon was sauced. Sauce, yeah. They was all fire. So you know, shout shouts to the. Dem- I, I have I have no shade to throw at the Denver Nuggets. I really don't. Like this is the, the first time they've been in the final. And they won it. How can you get mad at that, right? Like, kudos to them. To the victor, go to spoilers. They never have to pick up a tab out there again. Ever. Ever again. I call it the Nick Foles. Facts. You never got to pay a bill. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, for people people throwing shade at them or, uh, like, bro, you got to play the people in front of you. It doesn't really matter. If, if, If none of the top teams get through, that's their fault. It's not, it's not anybody else's business. Um, moving on. Kyrie Irving. Got some new shoes. Got a new sneaker deal, y'all. Y'all should be happy with that, right? Clap it up for Kyrie. That's your man. That's your man, no? Chili? Me? I mean, uh, fan? Kyrie's my man? Yeah. Why do you say that? You're a Kyrie apologist, no? Me? 
I'm kidding. Oh, I'm, I'm being I'm being sarcastic. Oh. Um, so Kyrie, no more Nike deal, right? Anybody want to take a guess what what deal he has? Clark's big baller brand. Clark's big baller brand. What you got, Phil? <laughs> don't 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 spill it. All right, you see you you just. You just you just killed the you just killed the segment. Thank yeah, you. You're Hoka, not supposed to be talking. Was that new shit? Hoka? Thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> you want to say it? <laughs> okay, so keep your mouth shut. Thank you. So, so, <laughs> so he signs with Anta. What the hell is that? Antifa. It's a it's a Chinese company. Like 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 you said, uh, Clay Thompson is there. There's a few other athletes that that are signed with that with that particular brand. I don't I'm Clay, sure they're paying something. I, don't know Clay, I didn't know Clay Thompson even had his shoe, bro. Mm -hmm. So they're spyware in the sneakers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but the the part y'all gotta look at the shoe. It ain't pretty. <laughs> It ain't pretty, I haven't man. seen a nice looking shoe. It ain't pretty, like, bro. Like any of these ball players in like the past couple of years. Now, Way of Wades is alright, but but uh, the, these Antas they don't look good. They don't look good at all. They look like they look like coat. They they look like ref shoes. Yeah. They look like ref shoes. Yeah, they look like ref shoes. They look like ref shoes, man. So, you know, Kyrie. Uh, listen, as long as he got, as long as he's trying to figure his situation out, the fact that somebody's willing to give him a bag again. That that's good, right? That's good. So, you know, salute to Kyrie. Salute to Kyrie. Moving on. Moving on. Zion Williamson. <laughs> now we're gonna obviously we've we've talked about this at nauseum last week about him having obsessions with porn stars and not working hard. Um well, I mean he is working hard, but he's not really working hard on his craft. He's a lot better porn star. Yeah, uh, exactly. He he shot the bar low. Um, <laughs> shot the bar low. What does that mean? Like, yeah, that's a shot. Shorty literally looks like she's relax. Like do you even know what I was gonna say? I, I, doesn't, matter. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He likes the southern hospitality. Right. Not the listen. And like and, and like and like I said, right? He was he was eating. He was eating yams yeah, while eating yams. <laughs> Right? That's important for him, right? He needs to know that he can be able to see what's in front of him, have his hamburger, and still be able to eat some yams. He's like, every right? time I go to Wendy's, they take pictures of me. Right. <laughs> but here's the thing now is that there's rumblings in the organization that he may be on the trade block. So there's rumors that Scoot Henderson, which is a one of the top prospects in the draft, New Orleans might be looking to get him, and New Orleans wants that pick. They want the third pick or the second pick, but Charlotte doesn't want Zion. They want B.I. They want Brandon Ingram. Because when you think about it, Brandon Ingram has been the proven player. He's been the more durable player. He's a player that doesn't have much headaches, right? So if you're a team, if you're a team, you know how talented Zion is, Mel. Mm. Would you trade for Zion? You wouldn't trade for him at all. Wow, I would. He's, Thank he's, God that you're not a GM. Bro, I don't. I I think he just doesn't want to play there. Yeah. I just think he's out of shape. 
I think he doesn't really work hard. I think he was over overrated coming out. I'm with Mel. Um, All of it. Everything that he's done in the NBA so far, he's been injury prone. Yep. He's got the Sean Kemp effect. He's yep. only going to get heavier. Yep. He can't <laughs> bounce like he's going to be able to bounce yep. every year that he's out there, like Blake Griffin. Bars. With the shit. If he ain't come out the gates the first four or five years rocking that shit, he ain't going to do it on the back end, bro. Well, I think, honestly, after the injury, he just didn't want to be there. Anymore. Let me tell I I explained this to you. But he's out of shape. Free thing. I've never. That's the thing. They want him to be in shape. I in my life. Game, bro. In my you life. He's playing the game. I think he's, pl- I think yeah, he's, he's doing a hard game, end, bro. Yeah. No, listen. Listen. Even Harden gave you glimpses. I've never. I've never seen a player mm-hmm. break a pair of shoes on a basketball court mm-hmm. that are fresh. That are fresh. That was in college. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Right? When you are showing weight issues in college, it's a problem. There's a lot of players that have had weight issues in college. They get to the pros, they get the, the team gets them on a, a training program. They figure it out, right? We've seen offensive linemen be 390, right? And have to come down, right? Defensive linemen have to come down. Like, these things happen, right? Some guys just don't understand how to really treat the, their bodies right. They, they have to get a, 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 a nutrition plan. They have to eat right. They have to do certain things. Zion is resistant to what they're saying. So as an organization, if I put this demand on you and you're not doing what you're supposed to do, what am I supposed to do as an organization, right? Now, you can say that they've enabled him because they've paid him money. But at the end of the day, what, you're supposed to, what are you supposed to do, mm-hmm. right? He's the number one pick. He's supposed to be the guy. If you let him just walk, you are a laughing stock in the NBA. So they're really stuck between a rock and a hard place, right? They can't really move on from him the way they want to. And... He's not giving them what they need to be a building program. It's a problem. But if I'm them, I, th- I think you're stuck. I really think you're stuck. Whatever headache he has, whatever headache he comes with, you're just going to have to deal with it. You're just going to have to deal with it. Is that one uncle at the crib? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that one uncle at the crib that told you that he's staying for two weeks and he's been there six years? Yeah, him. That you can't talk to? Yeah, him. Yeah. So, you know, I feel bad for them, but, you know, there's there's a lot of tough decisions that they're going to have to make very, very soon. And I don't know if he's going to be one of them. I think if they if they want to build that team, they may have to part with the guy that they don't want to part with. And that might have to be Brandon Ingram. That might have to be C.J. McCollum. That might have to be all the other guys that they have and have the uncle in the basement. Still, still there, and figuring it out. Yeah, they gotta figure it out. They gotta get rid of him, bro. Uh, listen, who, who gonna take you? Him? Gotta, you gotta find a sucker that's gonna take him. New York. Nope. Nah. What do you mean? Yeah. When? This ain't two K. It's true. This is not two K. Send him to the if Knicks. He. Right. They do have. They do have pieces. Yes, but. But if he plays 30 games, what does it matter? If it takes a full season for him to heal from a hamstring, what does it matter? If he's out there DMing porn stars, begging them to come sleep with him or whatever it is, what does it matter? 
That's different. What's the matter? What's the matter? So, after the break, we got more NBA stuff to talk about. He has changed the game. Whether you like it or not, he's changed it. He's impacted the game in some fashion or form. I, I'm going to find a bar missing for you to go to. <laughs> and you're going you to turn that motherfucker out. <laughs> yeah, all the gals watching. <laughs> Crack him if, if you got him. <laughs> all the gals watching. Minus, minus six. And I would like to formally welcome you to. Welcome. And welcome. And welcome. The grid. To the grid. To the grid. To the grid. Welcome to the grid. And welcome, welcome to the, the grid. grid. Welcome to the grid. Zion. We're not done with him. <laughs> not done with him. So there's rumors or reports that Zion has no relationship with his teammates. And when I saw it, looking at my phone, I'm just like, what gave it away? What gave it away? If you're an ex-athlete, you're an ex-athlete, right? So you say. <laughs> That's disrespectful, bro. I guess. Not those shots. Ex-athlete. Nah, they're shots. athletes, bro. Former. Can I say that? No, they're athletes. Is that bro. okay? So they're athletes. If, if that offends you, my bad. The person that offends the most is now offended. Uh, <laughs> as as former athletes or as athletes, if you have a teammate that you know that doesn't work hard, is not there because he's not working hard on his body to stay on the field or stay on the court. What type of relationship are you going to have with them? Because the object is to win. And if this person is the most talented player that you have on your team and they have no desire to work hard, what respect will you have for them, not only as a player, but as a man? None. It's going to be very low, very, very limited. So it doesn't shock me that if this report is true, that they have no real relationship with him because they looked at it when, you, when Zion was healthy to start the season. The Pelicans were, I think they were tied. I think they were the number three seed through like 40-something games, I believe. It was early, but they had a very good record. I think it was through 36 games. They were 23-13 and 13 with Zion playing. So if you're talking about them ascending in the Western Conference, we saw the Denver Nuggets win the championship. That could have possibly been the Pelicans had everything stick together, right? That would have been a team that they can be able to say, hey, is, they may have a chance to kind of see if they can make a run because this year was so – there was so much parity. It was so much – you know, anybody can be able to win. It was so open. Correct. Pause. Hey, yo, what the uh, – So when you are – when you're on that team and you know that this is a talented bunch – and this is a guy that we need. And he's not there. And then all of a sudden, and, and then also too, when you see him come there with, with mustard uh, turtlenecks and jean jackets <laughs> and baggy jeans like Michael Jordan, like, of course you're not going to respect his game either, the dressing game, because fashion is a big thing. But 
it's a problem. The respect in sports is a big thing between teammates. Yeah. And if you don't have that, you have nothing. So, anybody got no thoughts on that? I agree with you. Yeah. If he ain't practicing, he's always injured, he's eating, not working out, DMing porn stars. Yeah. Like, he's all over the place. What do I have to say to you? Yeah. What is there to say to you at that point? Take off the Michael Jordan jeans and never wear them shoes. <laughs> right. Jordan jeans is never it. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 one of those things where it's just like, bro, they, they're stuck. I feel bad for them, but they're stuck. They are stuck. Stuck, stuck. Moving on from Zion, please. I'm done with him. Um, I think it's official, y'all. I think Michael Jordan has decided to sell the Charlotte Hornets, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy. This is a glorious day for me personally. You know, see a guy fail so much. See a guy fail so much. He's still good because his his valuation is three billion. So he's getting three billion dollars for his stake. One hundred and eighty million. And he bought it for one hundred eighty million. So I mean, that's that's a great profit, right? Yeah. And win much. Yeah, exactly. What a time to get out. What a time to get out. You failed. <laughs> failed at every step. His failure is $3 billion. And his failure is $3 billion. That's wild. That's wild. But if we're going to keep it to the context of him just being an owner, what will we remember Michael Jordan, the owner, for? Are there any highlights for anybody? When he smacked Malik Monk in the back of his head? Okay. Anybody else has any any highlights? Uh, drafting Lamelo. That was a highlight because he actually got something right. right. Yeah. Anybody else got a highlight? No. 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 When I think of Jordan, it's always going to be playing or sneakers. Right. That's it. That's it. Just because you're a great player, don't make you. You know. There it is. There it is, Fang. Just because, and and that's a, I think, I think that's something in our in our society that we tend to do. Right. If somebody is great at something. We automatically expect them to be great at something else. Not everybody can be Magic Johnson. Not everybody can be Magic Johnson. Not everybody can be uh, Jerry West. Not everybody can be some of these guys that have transitioned into different avenues and been successful, right? Um, Jordan tried it. He failed miserably at being an owner. Now he can be able to, you know, venture into something else. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, he doesn't get into fashion. You know. Zion well, exactly. Stay away. Uh, speaking, speaking of, I'm sorry. Speaking of Magic Johnson, did you see that that meme where like Dwayne Wade and Magic Johnson are sitting next to each other and it's like they're talking about their kids, like, oh my kids. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you see that? Yeah. <laughs> I said they daughters. <laughs> I said they're kids. That's what they, I mean, I'm even in contact. See, I tried. You did the right thing and you 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 went foul. You went foul. They said it you went on foul. the context. I'm reiterating the context. Yeah, yeah, yeah you went foul. I'm not going up against free, the book. Free, free, you did the right thing. You did the right thing. This time. God bless that you. Was, that was pot and talk right there. I like that. Good you, you not so much. Spice. You be know. like that sometimes. You got you got to take a course. You got to take a course. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, I did see it. Didn't. Uh, just, I had no comment. Right? That's all I'm saying. I had no comment. I had no comment. Um, yeah. My thing is, like I said, Jordan... He just never, he never learned. He never learned that it's not okay to just hire everybody that came from North Carolina. 
It's not like you have to put the right basketball people around you, right? If you don't know, it's okay to not know. And I think Jordan's ego led his team to be as bad as they are. Mm -hmm. Because for a guy like that that does is not used to failing, it's very hard for him to admit failure. And because of that, he didn't put the right people in place. Because if you if you can admit failure and say, you know, I'm not really good at this, I need to get some people that know what they're doing, then you can be able to write the ship. But for him, he doesn't believe in that. He believes that he knows better than most. Well, we've seen how bad Charlotte has been over the last 13 years. The dis their disgrace. But now they have a chance to be to be good. So Charlotte Hornets fans should be jumping in celebration in the streets right now. And they actually have a chance to be good. I heard that um J. Cole is part of the yeah, um, he's a part of the uh the collective group. to yeah. the ghetto. Uh, which is which another is, North Carolina native, so which is dope. That's which is dope. That's that's a that's a good thing. A lot a lot of entertainers are getting into, you know, team um ownership. Well, Ice Cube just started his own league, right? We've been yes. been had that. Almost four years. Four yeah, years, it's been yeah. that. They yeah, they just that recognized it as the first uh black owned um, and it's it's legit. It's legit, man. It's fun to watch. It is. It really is fun to watch. You can see like some older players like duel it out. You know what I'm saying? Like half court basketball. Like like how you watch it at the park. That's 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 what it feels like. Like you watch it more. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's real. It's a good product, man. And and you know he's he's talked about you know not being appreciated by the NBA, like getting snubbed by the NBA and stuff like that. Like they tried to kill his business. I can understand how he can say that, you know what I mean? Because it's it's a bit of a competition, right? But at the same time, the NBA and the and, and the big three can work together. They really could if they really wanted to. I mean, you subsidizing the WNBA, you might as well subsidize something that's good. Shots fired! Shots fired! That was a good one. <laughs> WNBA's let me, getting better, let me, bro. Let me stop. The college basketball, women's college basketball getting better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the, that's not the WNBA, though. <laughs> Take off. It's not the WNBA, though. WNBA college basketball is always going to be up. No. But the WNBA? WNBA is desperate. <laughs> huh? WNBA is desperate. Yo, listen. Here's, here's the crazy part. Two years, son. Here's the crazy part, give right? Two years. Here's the crazy part that I did not realize until... Shouts to my man, my man uh, Jamel Crothers. He gave me a, a stat because he's a big sports watcher, so he watches. He's been watching the league for a while, right? So I was, we was having a conversation. I was like, "Yeah, man, you know they got all these teams out there that not doing well. They need to move this team to to this market, like you know the Houston team, Houston Commons. They need to move and and find some s smaller market to play in, right? Because Houston is they got too much stuff out there. So he was like, "Yo, my man." There is no more Houston Commons. So I said, what you mean there's no more Houston Commons? They're a WNBA team, right? They're one of the first teams to win four, four championships in, in the league. How, how you not have, how they, where are they, right? He was like, yo, they've been dissolved. So I said, I said, oh. So I said, what about that team? He said, yeah, they going too. So I said, I said, so who's left? So he gave me the, the list of the teams that are left. And I, I, <laughs> I saw the list. I was just like, how is this league still going? 
I don't understand. How you fold? Yo, they have they they folded more teams than they got. <laughs> I understand that. Well, no one's watching. Listen, moving on. I'm not staying on this because people people come after me, and I'm I'm a truth teller. That's all I am. Yeah, I'm a truth. Yeah, I'm a truth teller. I'm just trying to ask questions because if you got more teams fold than you got active, that that's that's a problem. That's all I'm saying. Moving on. It's the retention rate. That exactly. Where's the retention rate? Exactly. As a business, that that that's not something that you want to invest in. You know, I I'll take my six thousand dollars and go. <laughs> I take my sixth grade and go somewhere else. I go somewhere else in my sixth grade. Moving on. Moving on. Free agency is heating up. Trade seasoning is heating up. Bradley Beal might be on the move. Thoughts? Where do you think he goes? Next. Knicks is a good option. What about you, Freaky? I don't know, to be honest with you. The Kings are in there. They, I heard the Celtics. I heard um, there's a couple of teams that are vying for him. If anything, I would do if I was Bucks. Doing, I would I would do Celtics. Celtics over the Knicks. I mean, yeah, anybody over the Knicks. Uh, it, it is. It is. It is. The Bucks, the Bucks would be a, a, a decent fit for him too, though. The Bucks would be a decent fit for him. Yeah. I like that. I like that fit for him. Um Miami, he is being very aggressive. So they 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 want him. They also want Dame Lillard. And I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. The Miami Heat may end up pulling off the blockbuster move of the summer. Out of any other team, I think they're going to be the breaking news. Holy crap, did this just happen? They're going to be that team this summer. With who? Who are they going to get, you think? They may end up getting Dame. So five. That's a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. They may, because I, I think, because I think the reason why I say that is because I said on the pod last week, or was it a couple <coughs> of weeks ago, I said Portland and Dame, they love each other, right? Dame is very loyal. He wants to make it work in Portland. He doesn't want to jump around from team to team. However, Portland, they cannot put the necessary pieces around him to build a viable championship team with him. It can't. It's just not possible. So because of that, I understand that they love each other. But Portland has to be the one to go to Dame and say, we need to move you because we can't give you what you want. You feel what I'm saying? It's just like a relationship with if you got a woman that's high maintenance and you can't give her the lifestyle that she wants, what are you going to do? You're going you, to have to let us say, hey, listen, this is not what you signed up for. You're going to have to, you know, do what you got to do. Like, I respect you if you if you don't want to be here no more. But that's what the situation is, is that they literally cannot put a team around him. They can't. So what they have to do is move him for whatever they can move him for and rebuild. You can rebuild with a Scoot Henderson. You can rebuild with a Brandon Miller. You can rebuild with all these young players that they have in this draft, right? They have a fan base that's very loyal. The fan base will understand. You know what I mean? But Dame, it's time for Portland to tell him, you got to go. Rather than him saying, it's time for me to go. You got to make a business move. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I believe that this is, I think this is the summer that a team gives Portland an offer and they actually say yes. I'd take him to the Knicks. Yeah, listen, if Jalen Brunson wasn't there, it would make sense. Right. 
But for him to go on the Knicks, and who's going to play the off guard, right? Brunson could play the two. I think he's too small to play the two. And he's already played with a smaller guard like himself with C.J. McCollum, right? So that's not a good combination to have. I think Dame, Dame in Milwaukee works. Dame in Miami works. Dame anywhere. Works. Dame in L.A. works. works. The Lakers. Uh, Dame. Let's see. There's another team. Phoenix. Dame in Phoenix works. Because what you call got waves. Yep. Dame in Phoenix works. Dame in Boston. Works. If he wants to go. Works. I heard that he doesn't like Boston. I don't blame him. <coughs> Who would? Right? Who would? What's out, what's out there but nothing but racism? Shots fired! Shots fired! Um, crime. Crime. Yeah. That too. You know what I mean? So it's... it's there's a lot of places that they can go, but Portland needs to make that decision. But, and I heard that Miami may try to get both. Yo, they may try to get both. That's a lot of money to overhaul. Well, but right, I thought that new, the new thing was no. You can do it, freaky. Right, you can get it done, but it's gonna be hard for you to put together a good team around them. Right. So you can have a big three, but you're not going to have much after that. Well, and that's the problem. They don't need much because they, they yeah. went to the championship. With, with nothing, right? That dude Vincent was going. Gabe Vincent. He's a G oh, League kid, too. So out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he was going up. Nah, he was definitely going up. He was definitely going up. I mean, he's probably going to get it back. Came up out of nowhere. He was definitely going up. Are we still talking more NBA? Huh? Are we still talking more NBA? After this, no. Why? What about Black Cat? I didn't want to bring it up. Talk about I did. it. All right. You want me to you want me to talk about it? Because the, the word is a word I know, around town I know, is. I know what the word is. The word around town. I know what the word is. I was trying to avoid it. You're supposed to be my friend and you're supposed to be Lakers fans and you want to no, bring no, this up. No, 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 no. I'm just being real. Like the talk the talk around All right. town is so I so I gotta I gotta break it again. I gotta break it in. So I, I talked about it last week that sometimes when I speak, things just happen, right? You've seen it happen. I've said things and it happens, right? Basketball has a sense of humor, Mel. It does, for me at least. I've been clowning Chris Paul for his entire career. His entire career. People who are in this room know how much. I've clowned this man for the last 18 years of his career. Clowned him. Well, according to the new reports, and thank you, Freaky Fang, for putting this out there now. I got to talk about it. The Lakers have strong interest bringing in Chris Paul. You don't like, you don't like him? That's his man's B. <laughs> That was over 10 years ago. I wasn't excited. I wasn't. Yeah, you heard what you just said? Middle school. A lot of idiot brain. A lot of idiot brain. Right? So, at this point, when it, if it happens, what, what am I supposed to do? 
What am I supposed to do? I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell y'all right now what's going to happen. It's going to come here, and everybody's going to talk about they got a chance. You know, they got a deep team and blah, blah, blah. And there's going to be some phantom injury where LeBron James is on a commercial shoot, trips over a wire, torn Achilles out for the season. Austin Reeves. It's going to be wearing his Anta sneakers. Something tears out for the season. Anthony Davis, who's already in bubble wrap, is going to, is going to hurt himself while he's in the bubble wrap. <laughs> out for the season. The head coach, who's going to be on the sidelines, is going to go out to argue a call, slip on a, slip on a, a, a puddle of water. Out for the season. The announcer is going to choke on a piece of popcorn, a piece of kernel, out for the season. This is what Chris Paul does. All right? black. I call him Black Cat Paul for a reason. Wherever he goes, Jinx follows. Look at it. Go ahead and look at his history. Anybody who thinks that this is a joke, go ahead and look. It's not a joke. It's like that It's like that movie, Claw. What, what's it called? Uh, um, the, the scary movie. Phil, help me out. It's it's like a like a Ouija thing. Uh, what's it called? Final Destination. It's not Final Destination. That's a good that's a good guess. But it's um the person that that jumped out of the, the TV. The ring. the ring. That's what it is. That's that's exactly who he is. So he's, the ring. He's the tape. He's he's the jinx. <laughs> he's the juju. Got it. Got it. He's the juju. So no matter where, it's like a haunted house, right? They say, oh, the house is haunted. No, it's not. It's the person in the house that's haunted. So when they go somewhere else, that house is haunted. That's what it is. Makes sense. But he always get hurt like in the worst times. Damn. Everybody. He's always hurt. Look what happened to Houston. Houston was this close. They were a quarter away of beating the Golden State Warriors. Going up three games to one. I, I, I think it was to win the series. I don't even remember. He tears his hamstring. Out for the series. Go back to the Clipper days. They got 3-1 leads in series. They got 3-0 leads in series. He tears his hamstring out for the series. Blake Griffin trips on air. He's out. Doc Rivers gets confused, don't know what to do. Man got a PhD. All of a sudden, get dummy brain, get idiot brain, don't know how to close the series. It's all Chris Paul's fault. So the Lakers ain't gone. Throw no weird shit in No! Nah, bro, not at that. I, listen, I'm, I'm just looking at the camera. I'm just looking in the camera directly. Don't do this. Rob, Rob, I understand it's been a rough year. I understand that Westbrook was there. You made a mistake with that. I understand that LeBron James and Anthony Davis got hurt. I understand that there's a lot of stuff that happened in LA where you feel that there needs to be a big move that needs to happen. Don't do this one. Of all the big moves to do, not this one. You're gonna regret it. You're gonna regret it. It's like that that guy in Independence Day. What was his name? The guy that that saw the aliens, and they ignored him. Russell Case. I'm Russell Case right now. I am Russell Case, and I'm pleading. I'm pleading whoever whoever wants to hear it. Don't do this. I know what I'm talking about. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I've seen the future play out. Just like when Russell Westbrook, when the rumors started, I told everybody, it's a bad idea. 
It's bad. And you saw what happened. It took them one season to say, he's right. <laughs> he's got to go. He has to go. This is it's not even going to take that long. It's not even going to take that long. He's going to show up to camp, and you're going to start seeing lights flicker. You're going to start seeing black cats outside. Like, why are all these cats outside? Where, where do they come from? We don't have any garbage around the stable center. What's going on here? Crypto it's, arena. Crypto arena, I, yes. Don't don't do this. This one. Now, I understand you want to do something else. Don't do this. Right? Just leave him, leave him where he's at. Leave him, leave him in Phoenix. Or let him go back to the Clippers. Yeah, go, go back to the Clippers. They got a new home coming. They got like a thousand bathrooms. Let him go there. Let him go there and mess up that place. Alright? Don't don't go. Don't do this. After the break, irrelevant news of the week. Welcome back, y'all. Now it's time for my irrelevant news of the week. You gotta be kidding me! I mean, how do you watch the? I mean, they stink. Ah, yes, my favorite segment of the show. Guys, ready? There's a there's some crazy ones this week. Last week was last week was little. I mean, it was not much stories, but this one I ain't gonna lie to you, boy. Let's 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 just kick it off. Woman marries virtual husband. Who was completely ran by AI? <laughs> oh, <laughs> At least he got something to talk about. What? <laughs> you could be able to ask him anything. <laughs> Word. <laughs> and be honest with me, honey. <laughs> <laughs> be honest with me, honey. Okay? Are you seeing another computer? <laughs> Is that... <laughs> yeah. Yo, when the AI starts. Yo, facts. When the AI start li- lying to you, bro, that's a wrap. You gotta shoot it. Yo, the AI could delete the receipts. Yeah. 
<laughs> to think about yo, it. Yo, yo, permanently, too. Permanently. Wait, do you ever ask Siri, like, random questions? Well, you don't have iPhones. So. I'm not a sick person like you are. Bro, I ask Siri random questions every now and then. Like, the Does she give you real answers? She gives you, like, it depends on what you ask. Like, if it's anything, like, sexual, no. But if it's, like, um. You, you tried. Okay, so you what? tried this. Hell yeah. The fact that he tried to ask Siri a sexual question. Yeah. Yo, HR, I got, they got to get you. But like, if you ask her, like, hey, Siri, do you love me? She'll be like, oh, I'm not capable of love. Like, she'll say something like that. Yo, but what happens if you ask her that question, right? And what? she says, oh, I'm not capable of love yet. Wow. Would you shoot your phone? What if she says, <laughs> ask your wife. Right. I'll call her for you right now. You don't think I know your information? I, I hear all you your. Day. I hear all your calls, Scoop. I hear all of your conversations. That's all right. Shannon be like, yo, you crazy. I know that you don't come straight home after work. Hmm. But I do. Hmm. Always come straight home. Hmm. I'm putting a narrative out there. Yeah, please. <laughs> I'm not trying to get you in trouble. It's just a narrative. Yeah, but yeah, she married an AI. This is crazy. Crazy. Moving on. Next story. Woman knocks on coffin. And comes back alive after being declared dead. Oh, that's, that was an old lady that's too. Crazy. Yo, she like seventy six, yeah. bro. That was recent. Yes, mm-hmm. like Ecuador or some shit like that. It says in a bizarre turn of events that left many locals in Ecuador stunned. Bella Montoya, a seventy six year old woman, knocked on her coffin and came back to life hours after being declared dead by a doctor at a hospital. I guess it wasn't a closed casket. According to the reports, Montana was pronounced Montoya, excuse me, was pronounced Montana. dead at the hospital on Friday, and her family brought her home for a vigil and funeral preparations. However, during the wake, Montoya suddenly knocked on her coffin. And she's alive and well. What? Yo, how, how, I didn't know you could stay alive in a coffin for that long, though. There's the air. I didn't think they embalm you. Yeah. They have to embalm. Well, yeah. they, I, I think they like it's a it's a vigil. They didn't have an official. Like funeral, which means that they didn't go through the whole Bomber. process, obviously. So that's what that's crazy. crazy. Yo, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Or maybe no, maybe she just came back to life. I'm alive, but you have to be embalmed in a certain amount of time after being pronounced dead. No, unless you're Jewish. I know the Jewish don't do it. No, the you have to be. Right in the ground. No, they freeze you. They don't embalm you. Yeah, you get embalmed. Waking up out of that shit. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. Doesn't that happen when you die? Like, don't you shit? Yeah, there's body, a lot of there's a lot of things that happen. Everything, yeah. But it's not for it's not everybody. It's like it's when the it's when the gases get trapped, they have to go somewhere, right? Like Louis the Fart and uh, like correct, Action Hero. correct. So technically, when you die, they plug everything. They plug your ears, they plug your nose, buds, everything. Yeah. So those the gases don't escape. They, I don't ask. For us? Yeah. So why didn't they do any of that to her? Because, so, what Ecuador. She, like I said, Ecuador. she was pronounced dead and they took her from the hospital. So their particular, you know, tradition is to have a vigil before a vigil before the, the funeral. Okay. If they would have, if after that, they would have took her to the funeral home and then they would have did what they had to do. You understand what I'm saying? Damn, so she does. woke up at the vigil like, yo. I'm here. I'm here. Thank, thanks for coming. Yo, here, thanks here. Coming. Oh, I think I'm, I'm on your type of time today. Hold on a second. So I got a wild ass question, right? Mm-hmm. So what about the creepy ass morticians that be, you know what I mean? Hitting the bodies. Like, 
you gotta relax. So what you talking about? Like, so if you you you, you create in that a scenario, situation with her, you know what I'm saying? Creating a scenario, what well, she wakes up and That's a she says, "Get off me." Like, what do you do? You know what I mean, like, and there's an old lady, she's 75. Like, I guess it's someone for everybody. That's hey, crazy. Bro. Even if you're dead, Mount listen. Shouts to her for 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 getting out of that coffin, yo. All right? She took Undertaker to a whole new level. <laughs> she <laughs> she took Undertaker to a whole new level. You know what I mean? Shouts to her. Get out of that damn coffin. Get out of here. She should have sat up too. Like, listen, this one I'm going to break, and I don't care. I don't care what people say. I'm breaking it anyway. All right? Demi Lovato says she's using she, her pronouns again because explaining the they, them pronouns to people was exhausting. Bro, like it's a fad. It's so, so, so this is what I'm saying. If, if, it, if that's what it is, then it's not really that, right? right. So it, we, you, you just play, you just play, play. You just play, play. It's a fad, bro. I think people do shit because they can. That's crazy, like, dude. At the end of the day, but gets no backlash for this though. Uh-uh. Nope. Bro, that community is so tight knit that when they're wrong, they're not going to. It's not, they're not going to receive backlash. No they're going to hold each other down. Because it's like Republicans. They're fighting for like a whole conglomerate, bro. It's like Republicans. Yeah. See how they galvanize around Trump with all the bad people? You know how it is? Like, it's, it's pretty much like, let's say, minorities. Uh-huh. Minorities don't fight for rights together. Like, yes, if you're black, you're bl- you fight for black rights, you fight for yes. Latino rights, whatever it is. But if you can be gay, trans, whatever you want to be, they stick together. That's they, true. You know, they that fight for one another, whether they're wrong. How, or not. But I, I, I will disagree though, because according to Dave Chappelle, the B's and the T's don't really like each other. The B's, the bisexuals. Well, I, 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 there's a reason why I said the letters. And the H's, right? What about the H's? The, the H's, H's, the H's, they, they, they no, never get any they respect. They get no respect, bro. They get no respect. They get no respect. They didn't pick a side. Exactly. But they were born. They were born that way, so they 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 don't have to. They don't have to. <laughs> they don't have to. That's crazy. You see what I'm saying? Moving on. Moving on, because we keep talking about this. You know, we'll, we'll get flagged. Um, <laughs> we'll get flagged. Big time. Uh, Indiana mother sentenced to one year in prison after placing her twin babies in a milk crate during a bike ride. Yo. If you guys see this image, as parents, it's going to make you mad. So she's riding a regular bike with a crate in front of it, like just a, it's a milk crate, right? And the babies are just in there. There's no blanket. There's no oh, cover. Damn, They're just in the milk crate. Even E.T. had a blanket. That's all I'll say. Like, e. And mind you, yo, it's, <laughs> it's, it's hot outside. People are ridiculous, man. So, yo, they stop her, and the dude was like, yo, we're not letting you leave here with these kids in this crate. You're going to call CPS right now and get these kids. She can't be. Where was she headed? <laughs> yo, and the, just if you see her face, you already know that idiot brain is running all through her body. Bro, to be honest with you, like, she looks like a junkie. Yo. Her name is Blossom Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> She looks like a junkie. Like nah, I can't even disagree. That I is, can't. That is meth behavior. Yo, yeah, facts, like, facts. Like, like, 
not to defend her in any way. Like it was wrong. There's no across, defending across the board. But you know, when you're on drugs, anything, yeah, can, anything can happen. That's a good bro. point. That's a good point. And when you also got that space yeah. in the back, and fog gets in there, that was a good idea to her. I think she <laughs> until I she think, hit the road. I think she chose that space to inject. Yo, you know, maybe she's shooting up in that space. Shots That's fire! a bar. Shots fire! That's a bar. That's a good one. I like that. Using your brain right there. Famous rope. I like that. She got some saggy ass titties though. <laughs> Yo. She just look bad. She's just she she's just wild. all over the place. Damn, look at that shit. It's like all chest. Yeah. No legs. She's just all over the place. Alright, next one. Some pedestrian got back to their car and there was a note left on their car. The note says, you parked so close to me, I took the T off your Tahoe because you a hoe. (laughs) 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 Yo, what type of anger you got to be to really sit there and peel that T off somebody's car? I ain't going to lie to you, man. Yeah. <laughs> that had to be a woman. And then left the note there. That had to be a woman. Because you was a whole bars. That be, that's some shit only a woman would do, bro. Yo, facts. That's definitely woman rage right there. That's definitely woman rage right there. Like a dude might just kick your door in this. Yeah. Like, like, Scratch your car door or something. Right. You know what I mean? Scraped it off. Yeah. But she chiseled that bitch off and left the note there. In the crevice. And the sad shit is like, the tea's still there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, the outline of the, the outline tea. The outline of the tea is still there. <laughs> all, all the glue and adhesive is still there. It's still there. So like, That's foul. It's ridiculous. That's foul, man. That's foul. That's foul. Let's see. Which other one I got? Ah, yes. There we go. Woman accidentally super glues eyes shut. After mistaking bottle of nail glue for eye drops, that happens. No, it it should not happen. It's, it's, it's common. People fuck up with that. You're shit. supposed to look at the label, bro. Is that I've eye- never looked. I've never taken up anything and just did it for willy nilly without looking. You have it, but some... eye drops and super glue do not look alike. Facts. But think no, about it. They do. Well, they, some of the bottles are the yeah. same, so right? Is that, that fixable? Yo, I don't know. I don't know, but I just know it's pretty dark for her right now. Yo, bars, bars. Yeah. Like real talk, real talk though. Like I was, I was under the impression like because I saw the picture and she had those fucking feather eyelashes. She looked, she looked like she looked like she had a. So I thought she was putting glue for the eyelashes because that's what all that shit is in there. Right. And maybe she was trying to go balls to the wall with it and like bitches ain't coming out. Period. She looked like she listen. You, you know what she looked like when I saw the picture? <laughs> she looked like somebody was farting in her eye when she gave, gave her a pink eye. Mm. Like you got that, you get that, you get that crust, <laughs> and the eye is red. That's that. That's that mean pink eye. How do you take off crazy glue? Huh? How do you take the glue off? I don't. I have, she might have to. That might have to be surgically removed. I don't know. I have no idea because that that's poison, bro. Into your into your eyes. So she salute to her. But see you're an goes. idiot. I'm gonna check for a GoFundMe. Let's see. I, I saw you, Chili. Oh, you talking about Rick Van Winkle over there? Look at the pose too, you. bro. I saw you, bro. Michael Jackson pose you got. 
<laughs> All right. Last one for the day. Hold on. Was there another one? <laughs> nah, he be fading, bro. He be fading. You got you to gotta watch him. You got to watch him, Mel. Wow. He'll fade. Go to sleep. He'll fade. Tim Tide. Okay. We've been debunked. Last one for the day. Turpentine. Seaweed infected with flesh eating bacteria. Yeah. Washed up on the Florida shores. Yeah. What is going on in Florida? We talked about this already. What's going on over there? No, I saw it. I saw it um, in DR. Yo, that's crazy, it's, bro. It was coming across. I was like, yo, what the hell is that? Sewage? You it, saw it? I saw it. What they call it? Red it's, Tide? It's fentanyl, man. Potentially. That shit gets mixed up in everything. Uh, I think they call fentanyl. It they call I it can't. Yeah, it's real. It's, this has been going on for a while. It's crazy. And there's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And then if you breathe that shit in, that shit will jam you up. That's real. That's yeah, this is why yeah, I don't go to beaches. Big time. You said red tea? Big time. I think it's called red, red tide. You see, it looks mad distinct. You see, like, hey, what the hell is that? And yeah, and, and, but if it's already in the water, isn't the water infected? It's when it hits shore and it hits, it just sits there. That's okay, what, so it, let, it lets all spores or whatever. Whatever enzymes it is. comes from it, that's what does it to you. It's, that's crazy. It's a type of algae. Yeah. Where does it come from? Like, it's algae, know. bro. No, meaning like, is there like a a, a, a section of the the world that it comes from that it's like, it's finding its way over here? I don't know. It's in the water. It's, it's coming from over there. It was coming from mad places. And now it's washing up in Florida, or Miami as well. That's crazy. Yep. It's on both sides of the, um, of the wild, wild west we call Florida. That's crazy. Well, that is my irrelevant news of the week. You watched it. That means they stink. Moving on. Moving on. I almost didn't catch that. Saw that, right, Nicole? Um, Saquon Barkley and the Giants. Phil, you're the Giants fan. How do you feel about them having conversations again after having the talk stall? Are you nervous? Right. Is the team. But what's what's now let's talk football in regards to running backs and we all know that running backs are very depreciated in the NFL. What is a reasonable contract that the Jets, excuse me, that the Giants and Saquon Barkley can find a, a common ground here? Because I can't see the Giants committing thirteen million dollars a year to Saquon. I just can't see that. They gave a lot of money to that quarterback. I don't think that's that much, right? So, you, you get more mileage out of a quarterback than you do a running back. Yeah, but that man ain't putting no work in yet. So, if they 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 giving out money, I'd give it to Saquon just see what happens. Okay. Maybe a short-term deal. Give him like two years or whatever he's asking mm-hmm. for. What about you, Chili? Rip Van Winkle? <laughs> Rip Van Winkle. Um, for me... Yeah, they better get that money to Saquon. Like, you they, give the money to the quarterback, like, long-term. But how much is what I'm asking? Initially, I said 13. I 13 a I year? 12, 12, 12 million. For how, for how long? That'd be two years. 24 total. See, that's, that's, that's okay, right? 
How much if you do a, if you do twelve twelve million a year two for two years, twenty four million dollars, you can give him, you know, anywhere between eighteen, nineteen to twenty million dollars guaranteed. Nah, two years, man. I don't know. Two years. Three years, I think. I would say I would say three. That at least gets him to like technically the NFL th- prime. Like three over twenty eight. Like twenty eight over three. Twenty eight over three. 20, so that's twenty eight over three. It's literally uh, a little over nine million dollars a year. They kind of gotta, try to but the guarantee gotta be higher. So, yeah. so I would say, okay, so twenty eight over three, which means that you, you what you're gonna push his guarantee to what twenty one million? Do eighteen guaranteed? I'd I'd give him at least I'd give him the twenty one million. That's that's seven million dollars guaranteed a year. Yeah. That's not bad. But he gets that up front. Yeah, I think that's the issue. I think that he wanted. Ten. They were trying to give him ten for a tag. I, well, the tag right now, I think is, I think it's ten or eleven, yeah, it something 10. like it that. It was like ten, ten yeah. close, ten five or something like that. Yeah, that he doesn't want to sign because obviously he wants the security. But I if he get gets, that. if he gets fifteen over, what fifteen a year, he's not getting that. I'm just saying, he's not getting that. If 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 they're tagging him for for ten five or eleven, there's no way they're going four million dollars over that. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why they tagged him in the first place because they don't want to go to 15. Mm. Plus, they have to give Daniel Jones all that money. Yeah, but it's a quarterback. That's the market for a quarterback. The oh. the, the market for a running back it has been yeah. destroyed Daniel because Jones ain't that good, bro. Bro, but what I'm saying is that Christian McCaffrey got paid big money. He couldn't live up to the contract because he got hurt. Right. You have um, Alvin Kamara. He's gotten hurt. You have every running back that has signed big contracts have gotten hurt. So the, why would the Giants say, hey, we don't care about none of those contracts. We're going to go ahead and give you a big bag. It's not going to happen. So that's why this is going to drag out maybe longer than it should. But the Giants, they love Saquon, but they don't want to commit big money to him because even him, he has injury concerns. He does. So how much, how much is his actual value? It's somewhere between that 9 to $11 million range. Can't go anywhere over that, no matter how good he is, because his his position is dependent on a lot of things. It is, and running backs don't win Super Bowls. No hmm. question, right? So NFL put up this like um, I don't know, it's like a little question, whatever, and they said you need one yard for a game winning TD. Mm-hmm. This is my question to Mel, so I haven't mm-hmm. asked you a question. Who's your pick, Jonathan Taylor? Christian McCaffrey, Marshawn Lynch, Derrick Henry, or the bus? Jerome Bettis. Mm. One yard, balls to the wall, champagne da- dances, and... I know who I got. I mean, I think him. I'm going to go with the old school, man. You going with the Bettis? What about everybody else? I mean, come on. I'm going Henry, bro. I'm going with Derrick Henry, too. I think Henry. Jerome Bettis was too shifty for me. Like, he was the bus... But it wasn't. He wasn't running through people. He would shift lateral. I would disagree. He's a lateral guy. I'm going Jerome Bettis because that man was playing running back at a time where where the game was the real. game was different. Linebackers was sitting and in the he used to run through guy. Yes, he had. Yes, he, he but he was he was a shifty big guy. But he also ran through people because that's how running backs ran. They ran over people. He goes through you every time. Straight through you. He ran over you. Every time. I'm yeah. I'm going. About you, right? I'm going. I'm, I'm going. Yeah. Jerome Bettis. I'm definitely going Bettis. Uh, I would say Marshawn Lynch. I like that too. Marshawn hey, Lynch. Yeah, I mean, we we we, we 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 could have saw that yeah. until Pete yeah. Carroll took it away. Yeah. Right. 
Damn. Yeah, so, Marshawn Lynch felt the way about that too. The whole team felt the way. That's why they broke up. The NFL felt the way. That 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 decision broke the up. The felt the way about that. Yeah, he, he got cocky. Yeah. Ugh. He wanted to beat you with a pass. Yeah. Interception. The most nastiest interception of all Jeez. times, bro. Terrible. <laughs> Yo, he's talking about that whole time. Terrible. Yo, I wanted the ball, but <laughs> it wasn't his call. Yeah. It wasn't his call. That's the coach's call. Um. Stephon Diggs back in back with the Bills back in camp, you know, he, I don't know if they're gonna be able to resolve this long term. I think I think with Diggs, I think Diggs is looking at this two ways. Mid-season trade. Yes, but he's looking at it like how good can how good can Stephon? Oh, excuse me. How, how good can Josh Allen be, right in the big moments? Because I want to win. I've been putting up these stats. I, I need to win now, right? That's one thing. And the other thing is, how long am I going to hitch my wagon to Sean McDermott and his defensive-minded mindset? We live in the NFL now. This is the NFL world where offense is everything, right? The The best coaches right now are offensive-minded. The only There's only a few coaches out there that are successful having a defensive-minded mindset. You know, um, Mike Tomlin, still very successful, but defensive-minded, right? If you want to talk about, um, you know, Palpatine, what's my man named? Belichick, right? He's had success, not recently, but he's a defensive-minded guy. When you think about everybody else, the young coaches that are coming in, the trend that the NFL is starting to do, it's it's offensive-minded guys that have these these interesting formations and they're very creative offensively. Mm-hmm. If you're on a team that doesn't have that type of co- head coach, that can be a problem being able to grow mm-hmm. offensively, right? And I think Diggs is looking at it from those standpoints. Like, I don't know how much we can be able to get better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I can't really blame him for, for, for feeling the way he is. He may be looking to get out. Because he may see the potential of not getting any better. Perhaps. I'll take him with the Jets, though. So, Go with that that'd, be, that'd be great. I like this guy. I like this guy a lot. That'd be great. He's one of the best guests ever. Want to go with a trade? <laughs> if A-Rod, if he's healthy, come on down. We'll take him. Yeah, that'd be great. I, I like defensive-minded coaches, though. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I'm and with the, you. The OCs are the ones you got to hire and bring in right. you know, the creativity. But the Bills are nice, man. They are. I don't think the Bills are bad at all. I think him going back to, to camp is important. Yeah. They got to win. If they're going to win in a year, it's got to be this year. Right. This is, yeah. If they don't win this year, then it, it's time to blow it up. It's yep. going to be blown up. Because, yep. yo, the Pats ain't going to be bad for too much longer. Nope. I don't think the Pats are going to be bad next year. I don't think so. I think it's going to be interesting this year, bro. Yeah. yeah. AFC is going to be interesting. Competitive. I can't sleep on Miami. Miami. Nah, you can't. They got weapons. I don't like Miami's head coach, though, but yeah. Yeah. Not a fan. He got an idiot, bro. Oh, he definitely has an idiot. Not a fan. Not a fan. But they just two, go, is two are gonna play. Oh, well, he got the, he, they got the two helmet now, so he should should be able to. Shit. He, he like he gonna be like Wayne Corbett. Sorry. He gonna be like Wayne Corbett. Wayne Corbett can't even spell his name, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. No. Wayne Corbett was one of the slots. Different. Sound like Evander Holyfield out there. He can't speak. He can't hold a sentence together. He's out there. Yeah, it's bad. Too it's many bad. shots. That's my man. Yeah. Too many shots. God bless him. It's terrible. After the break, after the break, we're going to talk some AB. 
And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy. Yeah. Welcome back, y'all. Antonio Brown. I don't know how many times I got to talk about my man, but I think he's finally done it. <laughs> he's finally done it. Antonio Brown is the, he was the owner of the Albany Empire. Empire, thank you. And failed to pay his bills. Well, the Arena League has decided to kick them out of the league. <laughs> and mind you, the sad part is, before he owned the team, they were the champions. They were the champions of the league. Yo, what is wrong with this dude, bro? He did a press conference with his shirt off. Talking about how he doesn't care about what these players think of him. I don't get it. No, give me something. CT. He got CT, man. It, it has to be. 100%. You can't behave that way. Is it like Chris Benoit CT? Like, nah. Not that bad. Nah, because Chris Benoit was still like... But if you, if you look at the history of his play, like when he started getting them hits, I think he had like two or three shots he took. That they was, always talk about the perfect hit that he got. That was bad. And after that, his behavior just started going down. Yeah. And I, they he, always talk about that perfect that, that, hit was that, the that, was, that, that hit was crazy. Yeah. Out. And I think that's what it is. I think 10, 15, 20 years down the line when it's all, you know, It'll come out. They open him up. They're going to see that he definitely has CTE. Crazy. So I take it like I know it's probably comical and like it's sad. No, nah, it is. It's like real sad. Like he can't control any people no. around him or enabling it. They ain't really helping him either. And I feel bad for the arena team too because them kids again they trying to get the opportunity to play and they right. were doing just fine and then he got involved and that's now it. now it's now it's, it's a wrap over. But I think it, I think it's CT. I don't think it's anything more than that. It has to be. It gotta be because that his behavior, bro. Like it's just it's just so. Off the rails, bro. It's not normal. It's manic. It's not exactly. Mm -hmm. That's the perfect word for it. Nah. (laughs) Fentanyl make you want to go away. This is nah. He's this turn you up. This is he. He's on another planet Mm -hmm. every time he speaks, bro. And and he's not on anything. He's definitely zapped. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's my man. I I I try to defend him as much as I can, but I I can't defend this. I just. (laughs) Can't do it. Can't do it. Moving on to the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. Every week I go around the room and I ask, who, who is the Dummy of the Week? Claude, do you have one, sir? Um, Whoever created this comic book theory that Batman, for Batman, that um Alfred was a joker the whole time. They always got some new nonsense and out they, there. And they said that he did that because Bruce, just to give Bruce something to do and have him have purpose. And everybody was an actor, all his villains, they were all actors. Who came up with this? I, don't know, I just saw it on Instagram. Yeah, we, we got to see who the creator of this is because they definitely have stupid. idiot brain in there. Uh, Tell me. Yeah. Because that's, that's just dumb. Fang, two drink minimum. Who you got? All right, first off. Can I get home me again, bro? Just one you more are time. not getting Eric Adams. Just Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Just one more time? No. 
Paul Thompson. Go ahead, man. All right. Fuck Eric Adams again. I can't stand this guy. He's a piece of shit. So, <laughs> so what they're saying is like one of the reasons why uh, what's the name the the, the commissioner yeah Key Chan Suo is that what the name is yes I know well one of the reasons why she you know resigned is because he was pretty much handicapping them because she was trying to get rid of some of these officers like during COVID you know people didn't want to get the vaccine and how they were getting rid of city workers oh you know oh you don't want to get the vaccine all right you no longer have a job. Well, she was trying to do the same thing to the police officers. But Eric Adams is so police that he told her, no, you can't do that. Mm. She said, well, you did it to everybody else, all the other city workers. What makes these guys different? He didn't want to, you know, play nice with her. She said, you know, enough is enough. Because she was actually trying to do the right thing. And fuck Eric Adams. (laughs) Next one. Okay, so Eric Adams gets the... Dummy! Yeah! This one. Ingrid Newkirk. She's uh, the president for the people for the ethical treatment of animals. Right? It says, Ingrid Newkirk wants her skin to be included in a human barbecue after she passes away. Right? And a human barbecue. I don't understand what that even means. Right. Yeah, I think it was sound. Yes. Mm-hmm. On oh, what type of grill? Like? Said she updated her will to include a request for her flesh to be cooked and for her body parts to be transformed into activist messages post mortem. So she want she want to be in a jerk in a jerk barrel. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> you will put put her skin in a jerk barrel. Yeah, jerk jerk skin. Make beef jerky off her elbows. Disgusting. Who wants to do that? Damn, disgusting. Her. How old is she? Um. What's the point of orgy? She ain't no spring chicken. She looking at her, you know. Yeah, she looks like the lady. Sixties. What was that? I can't see. So you gotta give me. I'd say she's like late sixties, early seventies. Remember the lady from Smart Tech from Forty Over? Yes. That's who she looks like. Yeah. That's crazy. Don't bullshit, bullshit. She's, wait, wait, it gets better. She explained that she wanted her flesh to be cooked with specifically onions and a human barbecue. So she's she going to put this in her will? She did already. Oh, wow. Hopefully no one follows through. Does she have children? Because if she don't have children, ain't nobody ain't nobody oh, doing shit. that nonsense. Nobody's doing that. Even if you have children, like, well, why would they do something so stupid? Yeah, nobody's doing what that. What are we doing with that? Like, yeah, nobody's doing that. I think cooks. But the, exactly, the children would do that. Oh whoa, shit! She gonna be a fricassee. She gonna be she gonna be a fondue. That's what she gonna be. Bro, I'm gonna be in there. I'm gonna be in there <laughs> rotating the skin. Like, skin, skin gonna be fondueing in that. Put an apple in her mouth. Facts, <laughs> facts. So yeah, she definitely gets the gummy. Yeah. And she's definitely she must be wanting to pass because she's probably suffering from idiot brain as well. So I don't know. You know, it's probably something going on here. Moving on, <laughs> Phil. We got. No, no, nothing. Nicole, I don't know. We we might have to mic you up. No, go ahead. Go ahead. It's fine. <laughs> um, the Belgian man faces an indefinite surprise, everyone. Yo, I saw that. Yeah. So, Belgian man fakes his death, shows up at the, what was it, the funeral or, and was just like, surprise. Y'all miss me? Mad? That's dope. Yeah. 
That's dope. Wanted to see how Should have did that, that shit on Father's dope. Day. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he wanted to do? Should have did it on What Father's was the purpose Day, of that? What was the purpose of him doing it? Is he that insecure about his place with his homies? That's a little sad. You think that's, that's a little what sad? Yeah. Was, is this a wealthy gentleman? I don't know, but it's kind of because sometimes people just have money to just have. But yo, if you he had helicopter money, right, right. So he yeah. gotta have some cash. Right. So he's just, yo, but he's just. If you really, like if you truly feel that you have, you're not even secure in the in the people that are close to you. If they're actually gonna miss you. It's kind of sad, bro. That's, that's kind of sad. You think he did it for that reason? Why? Wh- what else? This guy's would he do wealthy, and he just said, "Yeah, yeah." But if you have that type of time to do that, you're doing it for a reason. If you know that you're secure in the people that are around you, you're not gonna do that. Well, you have like, a you have a doubt that people actually yeah, truly like care a, about you. Like a gotcha, bitch. Like what was just one of those moments? But it, it wasn't because there was so much crying with him as well. It wasn't like a, hey, my God, what a great joke. I'd do that shit. Like, gotcha. Yo, won't you get arrested if you did some shit like that? Yeah. yeah. It depends on what country Yeah, is. maybe Belgium a little different. Right. In America, you, you, you getting, you getting put in bookings for that. Boy. Maybe they don't have time to do that shit. Right. Belgium and they got to go walk. Somebody just spent this 20 grand and you just pop up out of nowhere? Yeah. What? I'm going to need that back. Word. Like, y'all. Pull that back. Nah. Is that, they, is that how they speak? Nah. Like, y'all. Is that how they speak? Like somewhere else. How they speak? Where? Um, Belgium. Belgium? Like Belgium, Belgium, yeah. 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 Waffles. Yeah. Waffles, yeah, waffles. exactly. Yeah. They say waffles. You know what? No, no, I ain't going Yeah, so yeah, I, I definitely, he must be very, he, he must be very lonely and doesn't realize that he has a lot of people that care. Oh, sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, but guess what? Dummy! Yeah! <laughs> Nobody cares. Moving on! I got nothing. You got nothing, that's all right. That's all right. I didn't even know this is one of them. Chilling Freeze? Uh... Yo, so let me ask you a question. Oh, it's a question. Okay. It's going to lead to a dumb But what happens at graduations when people walk across the stage? Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah. Celebrate. You celebrate. Yeah. So, (laughs) apparently in Philadelphia, this principal, her name is Lisa Messi, a student walks across the stage and does a little dance. She goes to get a diploma. The lady doesn't hand it to her. She says, you're not getting a diploma. She, she did the gritty. She, she did the gritty. A Muslim, she celebrated a Muslim, with the gritty. The Muslim, uh, young yeah. Muslim lady. So now, the principal is not giving her diploma. This girl is balling on stage. This is a high school graduation. Right. Like, why does she have to go through that? Like, it's a little dance. Right. Just give her a damn mm. diploma a and, and keep Yo, it moving. The year before, prior to that, her sister got killed. 14 years old. Wow. So she said, this is not only for me, it's for my sister. It's like a celebration for the both of them. Right. I mean, that lady should feel like shit, man. She, nah, I agree. She, she killed herself. I agree. Some, yeah. so some people yeah, just don't care, bro. So, yeah. yeah, they gave it to her, but still, she shouldn't have had to go through that. They embarrassed her. She had to, she had to fight to, just to get her diploma when it's hers. Just hand it to her. Yeah. Like, bro. Still trying to control the narrative. Yeah. Why don't you just back off? Right. <laughs> Get my goddamn diploma and move out of my way. Shut up. Because she would have, if she would have smacked somebody on that stage, she'd have been a problem, right? Yeah. Like I saw, I saw, I saw these kids do like an RKO. Yo. Yes. So that shit out of nowhere. It's two white kids. Yo, he came out of nowhere. He was in his chair, snuck up in the roll, fucking got him, and literally RKO or his his homie. And the other one tapped him. Yeah. 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 Somebody, somebody fucking 
But that was okay. Everybody just looking around like, all right. Diploma, here you go. Hip. You yeah. guys. You guys. Tell you. Still. Hmm. It's the melanin, bro. But, uh, you know, we're not going to. Shots fired. So it is what it is. Yeah, they, they definitely catch this. Dummy. Yeah. All of those were good. I have a few myself. May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner, well, the first winner for Dummy of the Week, Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns gets my first. Dummy. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns is, everybody knows that he's the center for the Minnesota Timberwolves, right? Pretty decent player. Um, Minnesota Timberwolves were the AC this year. They lost to the Denver Nuggets. Had an up and down season, but they made the playoffs, right? Carl Anthony Towns has always been considered one of the most unique talents in the league. He can shoot from the outside, score on the inside a little bit. He's he's one of the up-and-coming bigs in the league, right? He's not better than Jokic, not better than MB, but he's he's somewhere in that in that conversation. Well, can't tell him that. He said that he has changed the game for how centers are looked at. He is more revolutionary than than Nikola Jokic. Hello? Who? What have you done? What has he done to even say that? Change the game? Anybody got anything? Well, he didn't he also say that um the Timberwolves making the playoffs. I'm, yeah, not, uh, like I said, I, uh, it ain't done. It ain't done. It, it, it gets worse, right? Yes. It gets worse. The man said, and thank you, Fake. The man said, Minnesota's run was more impressive than the Denver Nuggets winning championship. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they made the eighth seed. It's not like they went from like last place to start the season and finish first. You finished in eighth place and lost to the champs. What are you talking about? I'm telling you, yo, that space, that space is crazy. When you think that you make sense and then it blurts out of your mouth. What? What? How? How? Does that space like expand over time? It does. It does. It gets it gets wider. It, it it continues to ascend. Of course, of course it does. Cole Beasley, idiot brain. There's a lot of people that have it. It's the reason why I don't. He retired in in regards to dummy. Like you, you, there's a certain amount of dummies that you get before you ascend to the dummy hall of fame. Kyrie, Cole Beasley, Antonio Brown. Kanye, these people are off limits. They are no longer, they can't be candidates anymore. Can't. This one, this one may ascend him in there too. And I, I don't think that this this is bad. You change the game and your, your run is better than the guys that won the chip. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. When has anybody even talked about calling the towns for anything? When's the last time somebody even said his name? Jimmy Butler left you because he said he was too soft. Andrew Wiggins. 
Who doesn't even speak? Said, I'm out of here. I'm done. Tom Thibodeau. Homer Simpson said he's out. <laughs> Nobody wants to be around you. So if you change the game, all you're doing is changing teammates and coaches. That's, that's all you're changing. That's all you're changing. Next up. And this one, I can't believe that I'm actually defending this man, but I have to. I have to defend him. Because what I saw was a disgrace. Was a disgrace. The last dummy of the week, last dummy of the show. Aisha Curry. Aisha Curry gets the dummy. Yeah. I am not a Steph Curry fan at all. Respect his game. He changed the game in regards to how we look at it. Three-point shots and all that. Yeah, cool. He has a stake to say. He has something to say about that, right? But what his wife did to him was foul. It's foul. You saw this? So she's on some talk show, right? And some, <laughs> some dancer comes out of the back with one of those. He 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 got on one of those strip outfits. Chippendale. So yeah, Chip, Chippendale outfit. So he got the he got the 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 um the the bow tie on with no shirt. Come out with with like a cake in his hand or something, some crap like that, dancing. So she looks around and she starts to try to put her her ring away. Yo, people are cooking her right now because she's I think she had came out like sometime and said that you know Steph don't do certain things or whatever it is like she be putting their business out on front street I, I, I thought they were like swingers were they i don't know i don't know but the fact that she let my man like she out there put steph out there like that i don't like that i don't appreciate that man i don't appreciate that plus you she know, plus she's a she's a terrible cook are you sure jada pickett jada worse yes jada's yeah, worse yeah jada's worse Jay is worse. Not even close. It's not close. Not it's not close. Like they they in the same category, yes, but it's Jada toxic. Right, right, right. Jada's Jada looks like a small boy. We know this. It's yeah. a, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a black Macaulay culture. <laughs> it's this. So but like for her to do this to Steph, what are you doing? Steph's a good guy, man. Don't do that. Don't do that to Steph. From what we see. Well, yes, from what we see, right? But foul, foul. What she needs to do instead of trying to play her husband, right? She needs to go and figure out how to make rice and peas the right way. Because have you ever seen how she makes rice and peas, Jamaican rice and peas? It looks horrible. It looks horrible. I remember I saw one of her one of her tutorials. I was like, this is this is this is an abomination. She makes them separate. This is an abomination and a disgrace. All right, for all Jamaicans that are looking at this, if you think that this is the proper way to do it, you are mistaken. Don't follow this. <laughs> <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't do this, okay? Don't do this at all. It's wrong. Wrong. So Aisha Curry, I can't believe that you're going to make me defend Steph Curry today, but I have to. I have to because you're not going to try to emasculate my man on TV. I don't like that. I don't like that. And call any towns. I don't know what type of idiot brain, what type of virus is spreading for you. It's bad. Y'all are both losers today, but you're winners for Dummy of the Week. That's all for the show. Claw, what's Claw's final word? Uh, you can learn a thing or two from Grace Jones. Facts. Grace Jones was it's a whole different woman. Right she there. was. She was a. She was a bad man. Yeah. 
At high top. She the one. She the one that she will pick you up and do something. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Strong J. Facts. Strong J. Fang's thoughts. What we got? I think this whole fad of like, cause it seems like more recently women, are like going out just natural, like no brazier and. If you got them long tits that touch your belt buckle, you just need to put them shits in something. Strap up, man. Oh, see that my shit. God. Why are you like this? Why are you like this? Nip- nipples touching your zipper. You're going to zip up your fly and rip your nipple off. Why are you like this? <laughs> put your nipples in your pocket. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's, yo, and especially if you got the hairy areolas like Yeah, exactly up, You know, we, we, don't, we don't like those you know, Imagine that getting caught on something That's bad That's bad yeah. Hairy areola is wild <laughs> Yeah, it is Yo, yeah. I, I, that, yeah, that is That's sus Alright, let, let, let me ask a question real quick If you see that Like you you want, you want to date with a girl And, and you get there yeah, Y'all in that situation And she, she reveals the goodies And they look good, right? But then you get a little closer and there's hair around the area. But are we talking like kiwi hair? Nah, nah. We talking about like curly hair. Like little strand, oh, curly nah, strands. Both is gross. Kiwi hair. Come on, come on. I mean, kiwi hair is different though. It's kiwi like, hair. Sometimes you can't see the kiwi you hair. You can't see this kiwi, kiwi hair. hair. Yeah, I, I like, like to, I like to lick nipples. So, I, I but if it, I'm talking about curly joints. Yeah, nah, that's full on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a red flag. You picky. We know that. You you gotta stay. You picky. Yeah, kiwi we we've heard like skin. Nah, bro, kiwi like, hair is literally like little. It's like it's like we call it. Yeah, but yeah, it's like baby pig hair. No, peach fuzz is peach fuzz. Yo, look up kiwi hair. I know what kiwi hair looks like. We over here. Kiwi hair is like this. No, no it's not. Bro, that is called That's a Caesar. No, it's not. Kiwi? No, it's not. That's a dark Caesar, bro. Bro, kiwi hair, gummy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah, eat but, that but one. Like, you gotta like, eat that but, one. Phil has but, kiwi. <laughs> nah, feel clean. I ain't gonna That's nectarine. He got pull him over there. Pull him. Listen, before before we go, before we go, I'd like to say rest in peace to the Iron Sheik. One of the biggest legends in wrestling history past. And he he was one of the one of the most interesting characters. That wrestling has ever produced. And I just want to play this little thing with the Iron Sheik to send us out of here. Silverdome, Pontiac, Michigan. Over 93,000 <coughs> fans. You teamed up with Nikolai Volkov to take on the Killer Bees. And that's where your feud began with Hacksaw Jim Duggan when he interfered at the end of that match. What was it like to be in that massive crowd? You asked me excellent, excellent question. The great feeling all time I had all my life, Mr. Dan Maloney, it was that night, Pontiac, Michigan, Silverdome. Correct. Silverdome, Pontiac. Yes, sir. And that was a great honor, great feeling to wrestling next to 93,000 people, no any musician, no any football player, no any, no any uh, sport event in your country sold out Madison Square Garden. I mean, uh, Pontiac, Michigan, exam wrestling. It was a great feeling, Dan Maloney, to I wrestling with uh, uh, Jim Brunzeller and that jabroni, Brian Blair. Brian Blair, right. Brian Blair, 
You are another son of a no good low life. I want to let you know you are punk. You are you are punk little worse than Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson. It was great feeling. I have a lot of respect for them. His partner Jim Bronzer from Minnesota, great athlete, great high jumper, but that little punk Brian Blair, another little worse than Michael Jackson. And I didn't like him. I didn't like his attitude. He was a punk. I can break his back. Break his back, make him humble, and then I didn't do it in the Pontiac, Michigan, because respect my sport and respect Mr. McMillan. You're a professional. A professional. Otherwise, I was, was ready to do a dream, all country way, make him humble, suplex him, put him in a camel clutch. Yo, rest the the Irish Yo, I, I have to break out this whole thing. Listen. <laughs> Freaky thing. Phil, Nicole of the ones and twos, Mel, thank you for pulling up, man. This was fun, man. I know we had you out here for a long time, but I appreciate you coming through, man, sharing your story, sharing your book. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're an inspiration, bro, and what you're doing at your program, building that program, you're just, you're just going to continue to ascend, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can see you at a power five. I can see you doing big things at any particular um, program and doing the same thing that you're doing here. So, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you're, 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 doing, you're doing God's work, bro. So just keep doing it, bro. Definitely. I appreciate y'all, man. Yeah. Like I said, right. we know each other for the yeah. longest, man. It's good to have a, a moment where we just sit back and chill. Facts. I appreciate it. It's the same to you. Podcast yeah. is this, this is dope. Yeah, and I appreciate you, man. Jilly, you survived another pod. You you had you had some moments. You had some moments. I may have to have Nicole pod that. I, she, she might have to edit that up. I did. <laughs> bro, I seen it. We seen I it. I seen it. <laughs> we seen it. it. We seen it. Burn it out. I saw you, bro. But yo, until next week, stay safe, stay cool, peace. My son is the champ. So get over it. <laughs> Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.